Welcome back once again. It's episode 70 of Eurobash. It is Peter Carroll and Noel McGrath. Word. What's happening, Playboy? How are you? Good man, you? Not too bad. Lovely weather out there again today. A bit of a storm. Noel, I think, is next weekend. Storm leader the week after. I um, mean, when are they going to realise that there aren't any storms and this is just the way Ireland is? It's always raining and always terrible. Yeah, I could like, storm Ophelia last year, right? The storm last weekend or last night, whenever it was, was worse. Yeah. And that was supposed to be the, bit, the worst thing ever. Like, that was like a bit of rain and winds. Because Ophelia had snow, it was like, oh, this is the worst thing ever, right? Man, I don't know what these weathermen are doing. They're, they're stealing a wage, robbing a wage there. Like, Elaine's really hoping that the next one, because the first one was what? Hurricane. What was the. What, I mean, which was the storm? Ophelia was the bad one. But no, but what was the. the this one was a storm, Kira, and then Kira, Star Dennis. Dennis. So yeah. she's hoping E, Elaine. Yeah. Don't think she's going to get it. I think yeah. it's already predetermined anyway. It is, yeah, I think. I think they're. Like, it's, 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 like, it's like a new trend or something, isn't it? It's weird. I don't mm. know. Fuck it anyway. Fuck the weather. Well, it's a big weekend for. For Bellator MMA with the uh, Dublin card this weekend with Liam McCourt and Judith Ruiz in the main event. A lot of UK and Irish action to unfold at the three arena. Um, Obviously, we had some huge news last week. So uh, let's hit it off with these headlines. UFC Dublin is going down on August 15th. Uh, We'll talk about that in a few moments um, Alexi Olenek v Fabrizio Verdum will go down in Sao Paulo on May 9th or so the reports are suggesting Grigori Popoff and SPG's Brad Katona have been cut from the UFC Gegard Mousasi v Douglas Lima will go down for the middleweight title on May 9th Natalias Frederick v Andreas Michaelides will headline Cage Warriors 114 on Saturday April 18th in Birmingham a big one for Natalias there Joe McColgan v Rafael Macedo has been booked for Cage Warriors London. Paul Hughes v Yuri Panada has been booked for Cage Warriors in Manchester. And of course, the great Rug Rug returns at Aries FC 2 <laughs> on April 3rd against Ivan Romanov and uh, the European MMA community in absolute flames with that announcement. We all can't wait for Rug Rug to get over onto our continental soil. But um, obviously, there's a big talking point there, Noel. UFC Dublin, incredible. Uh, going down on August 15th. It caught me unawares. Did you yeah. have any whispers about that? Well, I think there was sort of rumblings, but nothing, nothing you could you could Hang bank on. on at all. But uh, yeah, listen, it's no surprise. Um, this year has been the year that uh, the UFC are uh, you know coming back to Dublin. What is the first time five years? I believe it is. Um, I think it is five. Yeah, twenty fifteen. That's right. Yeah, twenty twenty. Jesus, I can't even add. Never numbers are my strong point. But yeah, it's great, man. It's given everyone sort of a buzz, and I think the strategical announcement was pretty. Uh, you know, um, clever from the UFC as well with Bellator's card coming up this week. It's it's you know I was out on Saturday night and uh, after work late and and I you know ten twelve of the lads that were out. It was a birthday party and that was the first thing they they were talking about was UFC's coming back to Dublin. So it was huge news over here and it's great, man. You know, it's great to have um, more shows uh, on the scene, not just Bellator MMA um, for professional shows. So it's just good things for everyone uh, involved in the sport and the, and the buzz is back. You know, I was going to ask you about that. You mentioned there about Bellator. Obviously, Bellator have had the lion's share of the market here for a long time. They're selling out shows every time they really put one on out here. Of course, they have about 47 people signed to uh, Bellator from Ireland at the moment. Yeah. But um, does this affect their market share, having the UFC come back? Or does it depend on what the UFC do with this card? Yeah, it's an interesting one. It is an interesting one, I think. Um, you know, Bellator, you know, I've sort of criticised what they've done in terms of their marketing. As you said, it's been very much, I think a lot of the ticket sales that we've talked about in, in quite a lot of depth are, you know, based on the clubs and how many 
um, you know, people from the clubs are buying the tickets and, you know, fans, uh, you know, family, all that sort of stuff. Uh, the UFC are the promotion that's put the imprint in here in the market for the interest of MMA. So I look at that probably as a good thing for Bellator because they haven't really done themselves any favours with the TV deals either. It's been a bit messy and people are, are getting fed up um, even with the, you know, the broadcast announcement we've seen. Um, again, for this week's card, it's a, it's very, very messy. It's all over the shop. So you think it's a good thing for Bellator? Yeah, it probably is. Because for UFC coming back. Yeah, yeah, it probably is because it's 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 keeping more eyes on the sports because Bellator haven't really done a great, good job uh, with getting um, their cards into the mainstream here and the mainstream media. The UFC instantly has that attention. So it's bringing light um, to the actual sport of mixed martial arts. So more people, you know, there's always a knock-on effect we see, and I think, you know, it's it's hardly damaging that the UFC is back. Right, right. I mean, do you feel as though, look, we have two people from Ireland on the UFC's books at the moment. As soon as this announcement comes out, I see so many people talking about people like Molly McCann. Get her over to the fight. We're going to yeah. hear from her later on. Reese McKee being the front-runner for... Irish people outside, Irish yeah. fighters outside of the UFC at the moment. Um, do you believe that um, we will see a new Irish signing for this card? And do you see Reese, who we'll hear from later on, as the front runner at the moment? Yeah, uh, 100%. I think we, we've talked about that obviously a lot. And yeah, Reese is the guy, you know, he goes out there, and makes a statement, wins that Cage Warriors world title. That title puts you in the position straight away. Once you have it, people are talking about you being in the UFC. So obviously, Reese, you know, they're, they're going to want to have a couple of local guys on the card. Um, you know, I know Joseph wants to get on the card Joseph as far Duffy. as I'm aware, yeah. Um, from, from talking to him, um, you know, I was chatting to Paul last week, Paul Feller, who was your headline this weekend, he's interested in getting on it. But you have oh, to have that show. core base of fighters from the region. I think Reese is the front runner. You know, Ian Gary, probably a little bit too early for me. There's a lot of talk about him online. Uh, Joe McCoggan, I think's in the running, he wants to fight twice. Um, and he even wanted to fight twice. I know you broke the story. Um, in the next couple of months, he wants to fight. He's obviously fighting on that London card. He wants to turn around and go to Belfast. If he puts together two impressive wins, you know, he's another guy that they could be talking about because I think Joe is probably, um, maybe time's not on his side, but he's a guy, I'm sure, with two big, big wins that they'll be having a look at him, definitely. But yeah, I think Reese, if he makes that statement and gets that win, he's 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 pretty much a shoe in. And if it is a statement, I think. Yeah, I mean, I feel like people do get carried away. Like, Jesus. Like, they do, yeah. People think point. we're going to assign 18 people before yeah. this card. It's not going to happen. I'd say one or two would be exceptional. Max, Max. What about Carl Pendrick with the shout? With the Chris Fields shout? Like, I mean, I know Chris is thinking about wrapping yeah. it up soon. Um, if he got back to winning ways, obviously he still has that loss to Prado he's coming off on. But a guy like that, if you could pitch him in a retirement bout in Dublin, like it's a, it's a one-fight contract, like, that might be something that will um, stimulate the masses, so to speak. It's a good story, right, to have going in. I wouldn't say he's top of the pecking order, as we're saying with Reese, but that would be one that would go down well with the fans, I'd assume. And let's be honest, most of the, the Irish fighters are signed to Bellator, so it is, um, it is, it's not the, the pool that they used to be able to select from, say, when they were coming mm. here five years ago, as you mentioned. Yeah, no, like, listen, who wouldn't like to see Chris? He's a, you know, a big fan base, a big following. And he's a big, um, long man. He is a big, long man. What is he, the El Storco Blanco, we <laughs> yes. used, used to call him back in the day. But yeah, listen, that, that'd be great, you know, swan song for, for, for Chris if he's, if, as you said there, thinking about maybe calling it a day pretty soon. That'd be amazing for Chris to get on that card. Obviously, he wasn't part of the last, um, uh, you know, invasion of, of Irish yes. fighters that came along. So, you know, how fitting would that be for a guy who's, 
you know, given his life to mixed martial arts in this country, it'd be absolutely phenomenal. Um, and he's going to have the seal of approval from the likes of Paddy, Cahill, all these guys who did it before, which yeah. will kind of push no, him over. It'd, it'd, it'd be some some story for, for uh, Irish mixed martial arts and Chris. Um, we were talking about Bellator, right? Like, as in the impact on here. But one thing that seems absolutely obvious to me is because of Cage Warriors linked to the UFC, those shows have become so much more important. Like, Paul Hughes, Joe McCulligan, all these guys, yeah. um, Ian Gary, all these dudes who are fighting on Cage Warriors at the moment. We know that path exists. So it's made everything uh, way more exaggerated on those cards. Like the, the stakes seem so much higher well, for that's all that's what I was guys. talking about. You know, the, the impact the UFC no, hasn't come on but, back. But... No, I, I think it's very different the impact they're going to have on Bellator and Cage Warriors. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. because Cage Warriors, of course, is going to be the next generation, and that's what they've been advertising for two years. This is the next generation mm. of Irish UFC fighters. Graham Boylan was across with Dana White there a couple of months ago. It seems pretty obvious to me what they're talking about yeah, at this stage. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree, and I, uh, you know that as we talked about a few minutes ago, like um, in terms of the UFC coming back and, and Bellator and Cage Warriors, in, in, in terms of that is the path, that is the chosen way to get to the UFC. I think we just have to accept, and you know, you accept this, I accept this. We all know who the fucking big show is. Like the UFC aren't going anywhere. Yes, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Course. Like it's it's pretty planted, obvious in our out face. on their own. Yeah, out know. on their own. Like Bellator. You know, they just have to accept that at this point. They're never going to be the UFC. That's well, they well they yeah. might be, but it's not certainly not within the next till August. Yeah, like, yeah, but, 100%. but but the um, I just feel like everybody's hungry for more Irish people in the UFC. You know, that's something that we haven't seen for so long. And Steady. the idea that we'll be watching these guys in Belfast and one of them might be on the card in August, that just seems to to be a really unique selling point that they have massively, going into this. Massively. And I hope they, I hope they go along with that. You know, I, and, uh, you know, Cage Warriors obviously traditionally do that. They they've no, make no bones about it. They're a feeding ground for mm. the UFC. I just hope they employ this um, with this fight coming up with the huge card that's going to be on in, uh, in, in Dublin in, in August. Obviously, that's going to be a belfast Reese's fight. Uh, hopefully Joe will get a turnaround if he gets a, a good win. It could be a really exciting night. Like it could be one of those nights where you're going, "Fuck!" There is a lot. This could be literally the biggest Cage Warriors card in a long time from an Irish point of view. Oh yeah, yeah. Like think even the one it's when we were down in Cork. It's like it, a semi-final, a cup final. Yeah, yeah. But the one we were down in Cork was crazy in such a small place to see so much energy. And um, so I do think this is going to be great. But. Let's just put one thing to bed. It's incredibly doubtful that Conor McGregor is fighting. Oh, he's headlining game. against Diego Sanchez. Like, <laughs> what the fuck else am I going to hear now this week? Listen, man, the one thing I want to say is, and um, I talked back to, obviously, Jessica Penny and, and Yana and Jacek when they did, in terms of a headline, you're, you're talking about that. Um, why not Valentina Shevchenko? Oh, yeah, I'd love that. Her and Jojo would be but, like, incredible. That's what they might do in terms of an ESPN Plus card because she hasn't really had a huge amount of you know contenders pop up and throw their, their their hands in the air for a title shot next and I think that could be a way forward to, to, to boost their ESPN plus sales if they want to do something like that why not mm, it would be great it would be great we of course only heard from Valentina last weekend but um, McGregor's not fighting yeah, yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> let's get on to the first interview of the day it is the man who was supposed to headline this weekend's Bellator Dublin card James Gallagher um, who unfortunately had to pull out of the fight due to a back injury um, James, of course, one of the front runners in, in the international sport at the moment, one of the biggest names under the Bellator banner. Uh, he gave us his thoughts on his injury, when he's likely to back. Um, Leah getting the main event spot. And he also talks about how he feels as though his fight with Kyle Eleanor has become personal now. He definitely wants that fight. Um, the whispers I'm hearing, and they might be doing it for the co-main event of the upcoming Bellator London card. Uh, but 
great to hear from James as always. Always a pleasure to hear from him and um, given some insight on uh, things he'd really only know about as the the leading man of Bellator in Europe. So um, always a pleasure to speak to James. It's an awful pity we won't see him this weekend, but um, we'll be back in about 20 minutes. And now I am joined by the man everybody was eager to see in the Bellator Dublin main event against Carl Eleanor. It's the great James Gallagher who unfortunately had to uh, withdraw from the fight, was forced from the fight basically due to an injury. Uh, James, commiserations my friend. I'd imagine it was an incredibly difficult decision for you to make. Knowing you as I do, I'd say it had to be a situation where you basically couldn't even move to make you pull out of this fight. Yeah. I was I'm heartbroken about it, PT Sam. I'm absolutely gutted. Um, uh, it's one of them. This, you know what I mean? It's like one of them things, and I still tried to keep going with it. And it just I was on over. I think it was about three weeks altogether. I was trying. They were kind of. Was that kind of time to make a call now? And what am I doing? Do you know what I mean? So I was trying to stick to my diet while being on all these different forms of medication like painkillers, all these heavy painkillers, so my mind and all wasn't with it, and then my appetite was obviously very enhanced by all the tablets and medication that I was on, and since I was just laying around my gaff, I had to eat, couldn't really eat that much and because my body wasn't exercising and stuff, so I was in a, it was a rough few weeks, so it was just not able to lift a bag, do you know what I mean? I couldn't even lift, I couldn't lift my gym bag out of my car, never mind fucking go to the gym do you know what I mean so it was a it was a rough couple of weeks and I was absolutely heartbroken to pull out but when I was told then I just changed my mindset and I was like all right I'm out now it's time to get my back better relax on it get focused on the rehab and uh, and that's my goal do you know what I mean my goal wasn't to fight wasn't to fight then my goal was to get my back better once I got medically uncleared once the medics and all said to me and stuff like not not to fight and my coaches so then once I've been able to change my mindset just focus on Rather than focus on trying to fight, I just focused on getting my back better, and it was a it was a lot easier on the mind then once once that that call was made. But it was definitely a rough three weeks sitting on the sofa waiting, trying to keep motivated and train and not not train obviously because I wasn't actually fucking training, but you no know, keep that mentality that I'm fighting in a few weeks mm. and feel good about myself and feel good and feel in shape and feel ready when I can't lift. My fucking no! I couldn't lift a shoe off the floor. Jesus Christ! It, it it seemed like I like I mean, I'd say that was a tough day for you when it was announced because you have become the story of these cards. Um, people yeah. are coming to see James Gallagher in the main event. Um, and it and it's it's really bolstered the whole status of the European series. I feel and and Dublin is definitely the flagship show. Uh, with you at the top of it, as usual. I mean, yeah. was was that a difficult day when when the news finally broke that you wouldn't be on the card? Oh, mate, um, it was absolutely heartbreaking, so it was, but it was kind of like, when it got announced, I was back walking, right. do you know what I mean? I was back outside and, like, back out floating around and stuff like that, so it wasn't, I was able to just take myself away for the day and, and keep focused, you know what I mean? And Because then, at the, how it became, it, I started getting better very quick once I rested up, right. and uh, so I was able to go from, like, not, not been able to do anything like put on my socks to fucking been able to get up and walk right do you know what i mean overnight so by the time it came around i was two weeks stuck and then that week that it got announced i was uh, in the hospital getting scans and then when it got announced then it was the day beforehand that i made the call obviously so i, I kind of knew it was all coming out and uh so i just had to take myself away and 
and fucking put my head somewhere else for for a few days. You know what I mean? And that that's just how how I did it. And uh, I've got the criticism that I got online. Wow. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. It's, it's, it's oh, absolutely madness. And you know what, PT? If these people knew half of what I got paid, they'd be going. I would still jump in if I fuck. Him. You know what I mean? That's that's how, that's how much. I'm injured. If they knew how much I was getting paid, I would fucking be walking there with a broken. If I had a broken back, I would still jump in there. Yes. <laughs> fucking. It's unbelievable. I mean, though. Like, so, I, mean I, I often say this to you. They find different ways to pick you apart every time. But the fact that they're trying to uh, portray you as a guy who's pulling out of fights left, right, and center is ridiculous. Uh, you know. Yeah. yeah, they're 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 trying to pick me apart, PC, but they can't. They can't, so it is. I've got me. I'm not in this game to be liked. Do you know what I mean? They, they all can hate all they want, but let's face it. I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. No, and I didn't realize. See, you getting injured there. I'm very. It's made me. It's, it's. That was a good. That was good that it happened. So it has. It set my mind, mindset on a, on a good path, and um, it's taught me how to be so grateful for the position that I'm in. Mm. Also, and how fast that shit can be just taken away from me, and it's also given me like a new release, the on training and a new approach or something that I feel like it. It's just it feels near like a loss, but not a loss. Do you get me? Right. So now when I go back, I've got a good mindset, knowing that it can be just taken away from me, knowing how lucky that I am to be in the position where I've pit myself, and I'm looking forward to going back into training now with that that cool, confident, calm mindset. So um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good good return for me. One one question I wanted to ask you, right? Like, I mean, we know that you are a, a teenage prodigy in this sport. You you took your first professional fight when you're 13 years of age, I believe it was. I mean, yeah. that's a 10 year career already, nearly. Is is it like? Yeah. Do you feel the 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 years on your body, so to speak? You're still so young, but you know you do have miles on the clock. Or have you always yeah. realized uh, that you are competing very young yeah. and put stuff in place to deal with? Yeah. That? No- yeah, 100%, but I I just try and it's like a, I've, I've realized something in the last, I'd say in the last seven, eight months, I would say, maybe maybe a bit more, since, maybe since about a year since the last, the uh, first time I made a vent at the Dublin show, mm. is that your small everyday habits create, is what creates success, do you know what I mean? So them small little things that you do day in, day out, is what create an overall success. And it's the same way in your body. Them small little habits that I do every day enables me to put miles on my clock. Do you know what I mean? So waking up, eating healthy all the time, fights, no fight, stretching, looking after my body, pulling out when it's need to pull out. No, that kind of thing and being smart with it and not being a fucking idiot and being, I'm the tough guy, I can just fight, I can power on through this do you know what i mean and realize wait a minute i've got another 10 years to do i've just did it i've just did 10 years i've got another 10 years ahead of me and thinking long term so it is that's that's the key to it is thinking long term thinking 10 years do you know what i mean think past fighting think think past that kind of stage and that's the key to keeping a healthy body and mind well, well, that's I feel it. it's kind of counterintuitive. Like if, if you're a race car driver and you've got a car that's damaged to go into a race, right? Like your your guy's car is your body essentially, right? So I mean, what would exactly. be the point? Um, I, I, you know what I mean, but the, it's the same thing on the the mindset also, though, because it works both together. 
you need to keep both very in check and both working together because if one if the mind doesn't work with the body then it's not worth a fuck even doing it do you know what i mean so you need to take that time to yourself think long term and think logical about it and that's just what i have been doing recently and i feel absolutely great so i do apart from that little back thing that i had going on now i'm back training in two weeks do you know what i mean so that's just a positive kind of vibe that i've got got in my head and it, it's working it's working out good it's great to hear you'll be back in two weeks, James. But I was wondering, uh, Leah's announcement that the event, the announcement that Leah McCourt would be the main event, uh, was quite polarizing. I see a lot of people uh, very happy with it as well. We had Leah on the show last week speaking about how you actually got onto her and and you congratulated her on getting that um that that status, that main event yeah. status that's usually held by you. Uh, how do you mm-hmm. feel about it? Did, did it shock you at all that they went for Leah? Did you expect anyone else to be in the uh, in the kind of running for that position? They they two options I feel that they had and that was Lee and Kiefer mm. I didn't feel like they had any more options in that uh, for in terms of uh, a good like people you know a fight that people want to go and watch do you know what I mean or, or someone that people want to go and watch star I'll say. power essentially star power essentially and right. someone who's hit themselves out there someone who isn't scared to go and grab somebody both hands and someone who's playing the game it's uh, someone who creates relationships and builds a hype about them that people want to get interested in right. and they're the only two people and that i've kind of seen in the whole card that are that are doing that aren't challengers a little bit um uh, but other than that the people are not are not putting themselves out there to to have to create relationships because at the end of the day belter is just people do you know what i mean people mm. think it's just like a business or something and i fight i deserve this and that's not how it works the people behind the scenes have to get invest in you people the fans have to invest in you the people tuning in they watch have to invest in you so if you're just like a, a normal everyday guy and not putting yourself out there to be different or to be you no know, there has to be a snap to get them you know, to turn their heads and like you so it shouldn't or, be essentially exactly. just about fighting. Like it should be like you should be able to. You're nearly creating a brand. Is that what you're kind of well, saying? Like it's nearly, it's nearly like. Well, it it is. The, if 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 you if you think you no, know, like oh, it should be just about the high quality fights and and your record and you no, know, just fighting all the good experience. That's that's one hundred percent. Well, then you're on the undercard. Do you know what I mean? No right. one knows you, but it's a hard fight. It's a hard high level fight. Very few people want to watch it, so why should you be on a main card? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you about this because obviously we, we had, uh, we were talking on. Well, we, you replied to one of my tweets earlier on, and, and I do actually really value your input on this because look, look what yeah. you're doing right in the in the main event. Yeah. You're a clearly yeah. uh, leaps leaps above anyone else in Europe by far, and pretty yeah. much the whole Bellator card. Um, I was, yeah. I was as I do complaining as I like to do, and um, yeah. you, you, it was about Paul Redmond being put on the undercard, and I'm just going to mm-hmm. read what what you wrote back to me. It said Paul's a legend and a great fighter and an all round guy. I understand why it's not a main card TV fight and I feel if more fighters understood why this is not a main card they wouldn't be all broken on the undercard you gotta play the mm-hmm. game before it plays you or take what you're mm-hmm. given I, like, I, mm-hmm. I, I understand what you're saying to a certain degree but you can shed a lot more light on this than I can um, is that basically what you were talking about just there um, for- 100% go ahead, do you know what I mean that, that knocks it that, that's what I put the cross the T there it's it's kind of like a yeah, that's well and good. Do you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, that's nothing to do with business. That's nothing to do with a show. 
that's nothing. If you don't want to play the show, I get criticism. Oh, he's trying to be like this, and he's trying to do this, and he's trying to do that. All right, then, or I can just go and be a normal guy, have none of that shit on me back, be on the undercard, and not get paid a penny, and the best fighters in the world. Mm. That's not for me. That's not my route. All the best, and best of luck to you if you just want to fight hard fights and be willing. But go, go back. That's not that's nothing to do with Paul, but go back on the Paul. Like Paul's one of the best fighters in Europe, as is the guy he's fighting. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's a high, high-level fight. But... Paul's just in, like a normal guy, do you know what I mean? Paul's just your average guy and he's can, who can fight and is one of the best fighters in Europe and it's the same with the other guy. Do you know what I mean? They don't put themselves out there. They don't put themselves in the positions and and that's cool. I'm not I'm not criticizing anyone for not doing that. If it's that's your way, approach, that's your way. It's just different. But don't when you're not playing the game that's there to be played, don't complain when you when you get what you're given. Mm. And do you feel I don't like- think and Paul hasn't, you know what I mean? He hasn't complained in fairness, you know what I mean? He no, just, every he time he actually tells me to shut my Paul's mouth, a, to be fair. Yeah, Paul's <laughs> a great guy, you know what I mean? And I'm not I'm not criticising anyone. I'm just pointing out the differences of what you want. It depends what you want on what you have to give to get what you want. Do you know what I mean? And people are just, people want it all, but don't want to give anything. And that's just not how business works. Can you can you like explain to say like say the difference between we see Kiefer's in the co-main event there? What do you feel has been the difference between like say Kiefer? You know Kiefer very well, a good friend of yours, and Paul. Like, do, do you feel as though Kiefer uh, puts himself out there more? Um, you know, engages with one, the following more. Uh, maybe engages with one, the Bellator brand more. That's another point that I'm going to get to is engaging with a Bellator brand. Right. You can't go online and big up competition for Bellator. Do you know what I mean? Because I know if Kiefer was up bigging up my opposition, I wouldn't fucking be friends with him. I wouldn't. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, who the fuck are you make up in there backing up my opponent? Right. Do you know what I mean? So you, I can't go on Twitter and start sticking up for my like employee's opponent. Do you know right. what I'm saying? Because Belter and UFC and Cage Warriors stuff like this, maybe. Any, Anything, anything to do with it. I just can't, like, do you know what I mean? I can't go on publicly. Right, yeah. No matter what I think, I can't publicly put myself out there when I'm supposed to represent Bellator. Mm. Why would I, when I'm representing Bellator, why would I be do, uh, sticking up for other promotions? Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Or why would I be supporting other promotions? It just doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense. So when you're doing stuff like this, I, I don't get how you can, because if you took it down to a personal level, like, you wouldn't speak to your friend for fucking supporting your mates or, like, a business up the street when you've got your business in your front doorstep. Right. Do you get me? Yeah, so we're kind of looking at it like a, an organization, as you said earlier, more exactly. so than this is a... It's not. Right. It's not. So it is. I don't... If if, if you want to look at it like that, that's cool. But it is not that. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So you need, to, you, need, you need to get... People need to understand that it, there's people behind this. Do you know what I mean? Multiple people... The, and it's the same with the UFC. Do you know what I mean? You think if you fuck Dana White off, he's going to go and put you on the pay-per-view, give you pay-per-view cuts, put you in an event, <laughs> yeah, give you all this point. money? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come okay. on. Yeah. Come on, you know what I mean? Come yeah, I value, on, do you I know value what I mean? that, actually, the insight. Yeah, it People, does. When you break it down like that, it makes a lot more sense, I guess, uh, in terms of yeah. how Bellator feel about the situation, especially. Exactly. So yeah. that's that's everything. That's that's everything. And if you don't want to pit yourself out there to be criticized or to be liked, 
if you don't like someone coming up and asking for a picture in the street, but you want to be the best fighter in the world, that is absolutely fine. And I, I, I support that because I like that, to be honest, as a, as a fighting fan. Like, I'm a fan of Gunny, Gunny Nelson. Yes, of course. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's me. I'm a fan of fucking Manny Pacquiao, Paradigm's new signing. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's who I, I'm a fan of, that, that quiet, humble Reese McKee. Mm. I'm a fan. Do you know what I mean? I'm a fan of that. That's what I like. That's not me, though. So I won't be that. Or I won't do it. And I don't want that. It's not It's not for me. But I'm, a, I'm definitely a fan of it. And that's that's what I like. Do you know what I mean? Jason Quigley. Another good boxer from up Donegal. Up beside where I live. The most quiet, humble guy you can know. But I'm a massive fan of how they conduct themselves. But it's just not not for me. And not for what I want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, and thanks very much for that. I do. I I feel like I have a better uh, grasp on that now after you saying that. I wanted to ask you that before. I just slipped my mind. But um, when when are we going to see you back, James? Like, I mean, you said you're back to you're ready to go in in two weeks' time. Yeah. Like, I mean, when do you expect? Nah, I'm not to... ready to go. I'm back shadow boxing. And, Sorry. Yes, yeah. Uh, back. I'm back shadow boxing and moving around the gym in in two weeks. So it is. So I'm just going to take it slowly from there. I'm I'm in absolutely no rush, PT. So I'm not. I'm just working on the the small daily habits every day that create a lifetime of success. Yeah. And uh, that that's that's my main focus now on on doing that and building an infrastructure around me that that can't be broken. Because no matter what happens to my career, my results, if I build an infrastructure that can't be broken, I can never fail. Right. I mean, is it fair to say, like, I feel like the interest is palpable once again, as I said the first time when Cal was forced from your initial bout and now you've been forced uh, through injury out of this fight. I feel like the appetite is really still there for you and Cal. Is, is, is that how you feel? And, and do you feel like that's that fight is next? I don't give a bollocks if the appetite's there or not. I'm picking him next. He's not calling me all these names and all for pulling out after I have loads of official medical scans to show that I cannot fight and then just because he fucked up his medical scans not to say that his showed anything he just didn't get the right people to look at them just out of being laziness and that's disrespect to me and then he can disrespect me and start saying oh he injured a vagina and he's pussy and this and that bullshit you know what I mean so he is next he's not getting away that lightly and it's after when he was injured I got the fight signed up again. Now I am injured, so I am going to get that fight lined up again. And uh, hopefully we can do it in, in the next couple of months, next few months. Do you feel disrespected by that, James? Yeah, you a bit... Like, I mean, to be fair, when he 100%. when he was forced out, I, I feel like you were... You went out of your way to get him that fight again. You spoke very respectfully 100%. about him. I, did, I didn't have to do it. I didn't have to give him it again. They, like, uh, do you know what I mean? It's kind of gone now. It doesn't matter. But since I was the one, no, no, no. He deserves this. He was injured. He didn't get his chance to fucking change his life. So you better be careful how you... Because that's what he kept saying. This fight's life-changing. This fight's life-changing. So you better watch how he fucking speaks about me before... Uh, or else he'll not get his life-changing moment to go and pick someone fucking else. Do you know what I mean? But it's third time unlucky for him because he's going to get it this time. I feel like people are going to hear this and going to be even more excited about it, James. But um, an absolute pleasure to speak to you as always. And thanks for that insight. I really appreciate that, actually. Um, I don't think there's well, anyone better place to uh, explain that to us than you yeah, uh, based yeah. on your experience. So I do really appreciate that. But it that. all depends what you want, you know what I mean? And that's what it's down to. Just don't complain when you just want to fight the best 
and be under the radar and just have the toughest competition, that's fine. But if you want to earn fuck tons of money, fight the best and be the main events, then you have to do it all. Do you know what I mean? You have to do it all. So the the choice is ultimately yours, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're about to host some type of a TV show the way you put that out there. But, <laughs> but uh, an absolute pleasure, James, man. And will I see you in Dublin nice next week? Will you be there? 100%. The I'm going to be there supporting the boys and getting uh, behind Leah and getting behind everyone. And I'll be... I'll be there cheering them all on and supporting everyone and, and looking forward to an, uh, a night of uh, martial arts. Brilliant, James, man. Thank you so much again. Everyone, I, hope, I hope to see everyone else there as well, so make sure and buy your ticket. <laughs> okay, man. Still promoting. <laughs> He's not even on the card. He's still promoting. All the best, man. A pleasure to speak to James, as always. Obviously going to be a tough week for him this week, knowing that he would have headlined that, but great words of support there from Liam McCourt. And to be honest... I feel as though this whole thing that's happening with him and Cal's fight, it's making more people interested in it. Like, the first time Cal pulled out a fight, I, I couldn't really get a scope on how much interest there was. And then he pulled out, and everyone was like, whoa, this fight's getting taken off the card. I felt like this card was even more reliant on that fight, as in it was one of the key fights everyone was looking forward to. And now that it's been called off again, even more people, oh, we needed that fight, etc. And now you have James kind of saying, like, between those two, there is friction there. There is a lot of friction there. We did see that amp up a little bit, but it's definitely on a different oh, it's, level It's now. getting worse and worse. You look at the social media posts even today. I saw James commenting on about Cal. Cal, I think, said to maybe Mike Morgan right. uh, over in the UK. He, he said something about James. and There was a little bit of a back and forth there. I remember speaking to James. He was going, you know, oh, like Cal was looking for a way out the last time. Um, yeah, it's definitely, and, and I think, Obviously, since James has pulled out, Cal's going to play that card now. So, yeah. obviously, there's more people going to be talking about it. It's James Gallagher. It's Cal Eleanor. Cal's a quality fighter as well. So, yeah, listen, man, I'm looking forward to this one. I think, you know, as we said about Bellator, there's not an awful lot of storylines. And the more storylines um, you have, the more eyes are going to become uh, on the two lads and on Bellator MMA in this part of the world. So, like, we need storylines like this off Bellator. I think it's nothing but a good thing. Um, let's just hope it doesn't get as dark as Habib and, and Connor. That's what I was going to no, oh, say. Let's hope it doesn't turn into the the circus. Habib Nurmagomedov v. Tony Ferguson of European MMA. There goes my phone. Um, but that, like, I mean, Jesus, we're... we're the two times it's been pulled already, we uh, fingers and toes crossed that it actually does happen. But it's a, it's a good thing. It is. It yeah, is. it is. It yeah. is. We, we need stuff like this. So, you know, e- even this week, I think there's maybe a bit of a lack of that really coming into it. Um, Those two lads are going to be in Dublin this week, so I can imagine. Oh, Jesus, yeah. There'll be a bit of push and shoving, <laughs> so I didn't, didn't even think about that. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, fun times ahead this weekend so we'll be following James around and see what happens <laughs> stick a camera on, yeah. on Galar um, but last weekend on uh, February 15th in New Mexico Rio Rancho uh, we had Jan Blachowicz v Corey Anderson and the legendary Polish power once again had its way on the night what a, a KO from uh, Blachowicz um, look that's both hands now he, he's done rock hold with the left hook his right hand drops Anderson. Mm. And most importantly, I feel, he has this kind of stare-down face-off with John Jones, where John Jones is kind of screaming Grinning. like a ginnet and jumping up and down like a lunatic. Um, I feel as though that has really put it over. Before the fight, I felt as though the the likelihood of the winner of this fight fighting Jones had taken a serious knock because of the so Reyes right. fight. But we see John Jones talking to ESPN afterwards, saying like he wants that fight. Uh, getting a KO win is the way 
to put yourself in that position. Um, how likely do you feel it is that Jan gets the next crack at John Jones? Yeah, no, it's yeah, it is interesting. And he's, I think he's, you know, after that statement and you know, going out and doing, doing what he did, as you said there, I think he's even jumping race to be honest with you, because that was so impressive, man. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see him he melted it, him, man. It, like melted him, as you said there. Yeah, like totally destroyed him. I saw that like going literally five rounds that fight the way it was going to pan out in Corey Anderson's favor as well. Like a pick last week. I didn't. I thought that, that was the way. most likely yeah. way it would go as well. But I did feel as though if Corey didn't mix it up, and he didn't really get time to mix it up, I guess. But uh, I knew that Yan could catch him. Yeah. You know? Um, it's, it's some statement, like, in terms of actually looking at the fight, and, and if we're going to compare it on that, and I know the UFC don't always compare it on that from what goes on outside the cage, and obviously what went on um, with, the, with the judges, uh, you know, all the, the controversy over that fight between John Jones and Reyes. Um, you know, they, they might... Reyes. Look at Reyes. They might Reyes. They might look at Blagovitz uh, and go fuck. Well, you know this this could be a good thing for for European MMA and and you know bring John Jones over here in Blagovitz. We'll take them in Dublin. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's brilliant. It, it's good for the division. We need it if yeah. John is going to stick around. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like the thing is, like only a few months ago we were like oh there's no contenders just go to heavyweight and now suddenly it's like mm. Reyes an interesting Two. fight the rematch the rematch even and uh, Jan it's a new opponent um, definitely interesting what do you think though like do, do you think it's going to be Reyes or Blackwoods do you think it will be heavy, heavyweight what what way do you see it going I'd love to see him go to heavyweight I've said that already um, but, I, but I, I after under- the Reyes fight are you still a soul on that I'm not um Maybe not. I, I just wonder if John is getting um you know complacent because complacent yeah. because this 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 he he's done everything really and a lot of the names obviously in the heavy in the light heavyweight division aren't as big as the names that we know of in the UFC heavyweight division, the likes of Steve Amiocic, you know, you have other fights like JDS, something like that. Like they're intriguing fights for the fans and people are going, Holy shit, I'd love to see John Jones step up and, and face these level guys. Imagine like seeing John Jones and Alistair Overeem or something, just from a, in terms of, you know, old school fights that we, we, we probably would have never imagined happened. So so that's what I feel. But the Reyes, in terms the Reyes of that. fight, like, did they not like Look at the way he's fighting there, and look at the way he's landing. Um, what do you think happens if Francis Ngannou is on the end of those punches and not Dom Reyes? Well, as I said, I think there might be a little bit of complacency. So I don't think I think it'll give him a new lease of life if he so, goes to heavyweight. So, will he be complacent if he rematches Reyes, knowing that a lot of people thought Reyes won that fight? I think it's probably a good thing for him. Yeah. So I mean, that's what I feel. Like. Yeah. I feel like you need to place that element of doubt in this in the I fans' agree. mind, in the promoters' mind, in Jones's mind. So we get the best out of him. But maybe it's just not there anymore. Like, that's 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 one thing that we have to start thinking about here. Like, he's 33 years of age. He has been in the cage for a long, long time. He's had a decade of dominance. There's also PED issues um, in the past. He's the most tested guy in the world. Yeah. Maybe we've seen John Jones' best days. Maybe they're behind him. 100%. Yeah, you know, maybe we have. Um, but, you know, I looked at the Reyes fight, and I've watched it three or four times now, and... I think a lot of the things maybe he's done in the last couple of fights in the build up to the Reyes fight, he actually wasn't doing. Like he was, he's John seemed to be throwing a lot more combinations than he ever did in the fight prior to this, and it was just going back maybe to one single power shots, and you know maybe it's just lack of complacency as we said. But you know, for me, I'd love just see the heavyweight because there's so many fights there, but. I would also love to see Jan Blagovic get a crack after what he did on Saturday night. And um, yeah, I just feel like 
there's too many questions at 205 as opposed to a few months ago yeah. where we were yeah. like, he's done it. Yeah. He's done it. He's yeah. completed this. Go yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe answer those questions and then we'll we'll look at heavyweight next year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so are you going to apologize, Diego Sanchez, winning Diego Sanchez? <laughs> Shut uh, the fuck dominates up. Mikel Pierre by disqualification to get the victory. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> like, obviously he doesn't need to retire if he's still winning. How would you stop? Level you just fighting. shut up. Look, his coach is deadly. Yeah, and yeah, just just unbelievable. Like, um, I, I don't really know what more you can say. And I think even by Diego's reaction, um, you know, maybe that just tells you where he's at in his career. Um, you know, I don't know it, if you can blame his reaction too much. The guy's the guy's done everything. He's been the most game for in the world. He gets an illegal kick. Yeah, but what head. I'm saying is, it's 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 something that you would have never. I don't think you know Diego was sort of known for that. Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree. It was a legal kick in the head, but it's it's just unlike him to say that sort of thing. Yeah, I get it. I saw a lot of this online, but I, like, I just feel as though a guy that's put in what he's done to the sport, for him to, like, he did suffer an illegal blow to the head. Yeah. And if he can't continue, I mean, I'm, I'm taking that at face value. Like, I mean, it's not the it's not the silliest thing in the world to do either. You know what I mean? Like, no it's one not, that no, 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 like no, no. A, yeah, because there's obviously ramifications if something happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I just feel as though you can't, you can't really, you know, throw him under the bus for that one. Uh, I'm not throwing him under. Did you th- I'm not throwing him under the bus. Oh no, I, I don't think you are. I saw a lot of people though that uh, did like, oh, he's not. You know, it's finished. It's uh, that because of this, he's not game. He, he has no desire to fight. Blah blah blah. I just, I think he yeah. has too much desire to fight. If anything, yeah. Well, that's that's <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's what I'm going on my com- yeah. my comparison of. That yeah. Maybe you wouldn't have seen that from him in the past, and he would have made a silly decision. He's probably made the correct decision if you know his head's all over the shop, takes a legal shot, dead right to pull out. Did you think Herzog did it right in the way that I think people were kind of criticizing the fact that he basically told them, like, you're losing this fight, man? <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, man. Like, oh, I'll tell you what, they need to have a word, but this is like the third or fourth time Herzog's we've seen good, that though. I think this Herzog's year. Really no, he good. is. He's a very good referee. He's one of the better referees. But we've seen this, like, with Dan Merliotta, Herb, um, you know, Jason Herzog now. I, I think, like, lads, come on, let's, let's, just, let's just keep everything. There should be ramifications for these guys if they're saying things like this and and you know it, it is it's going to influence someone's thought process when they're in the cage it's a fucking nightmare mm. and the commissions maybe should be having a word or laying down string, more stringent laws so there should be like nearly a criteria of yeah, what they go 100%. through 100% I'm sure there is it's just what happens in between those yeah. moments I guess can... yeah but look at Struve and, and I know it's a d- different instance oh, that was Struve horrific, and Rockwell yeah. that was just like fucking hell Dan what are you doing man do you know what I mean like <laughs> you're horrible. basically telling him that he's won two fucking rounds yeah yeah um, Mara Romero Barella came up short against Montana De La Rosa on that main card as well but from a, a European perspective there was one fight that we were really really big on and that was Nathaniel Ward v John Dodson um, a really good fight we knew it was going to be competitive um, Dodson actually stops Nathaniel Wood in the third round um, I feel as though up to that point I feel it was either going in Dodson's favour or just hanging in the balance and uh, I respect that Nathaniel went out and tried to force forced the, the fight to Dodson. He got caught for it, but um, certainly not the end of Nathaniel. If anything, I feel like he's going to learn a lot from this, but I saw a few questions about the stoppage. Um, I understand the criticism as far as he was getting back to his feet when it was called, but I have no massive issues with it, you know? Yeah, I felt like that as well. Um, watched it back there um, just before you got over here as well, and it was like one of those ones, you know, the, the left hook was so sweet, it was so spot on that, you know, you probably would have... Disoriented. Like, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he sort of turned to his left and didn't really know where he was. 
he was taking endless amount of shots and uh, you know I, I don't really because I don't think it would have got any better for um, for Nathaniel Wood but listen the one criticism I will have and just maybe broaden the corner of of Nathaniel like he, he said yeah, he was me, winning I was watching this at a party kind of situation so he, I didn't really he said he was winning the, the you know the round the first round I, I actually scored both first and second to um, shaded um, the first to Dodson um, gave the second to Dodson um, Barn Nathaniel did a little bit of work um, at, I think he caught him um, in the f- end of the first round I believe it was and then took him down at, at the end of the first round as well but that was the last 30 seconds but um, Dodson seemed to land the cleaner shots off the back foot his pace is a, obviously a nightmare but Brad was just going he was just seemed pretty certain that he was winning the rounds and I'm not sure that's really the you know maybe the right thing to say to the fighter be that convincing um, so I was a little bit surprised with that from Brad's experience but Interesting, yeah. Um, it, it felt like it was a close fight, right? Like I felt the little moments where I win the rounds yeah. for Dodson, like uh, his countering was really nice. He was waiting for Nathaniel to really just step onto his shots, really, and he was doing a great job of that. But um, you know, a loss at, at this stage in his career for Nathaniel after such a resounding start, three three submission wins in a mm-hmm. row in the UFC, a loss at this stage is is isn't the end of the world by a long, long shot. And I feel like. Look, to, look at look at look at Nathaniel, right? Like, how long was this win streak he was on? Like, because he had lost to Alan Philpot last before. That was then, the last. Right? That was his last loss. Was and against then he Alan came Philpott back and, and he looked like a different yeah, fucking dude. Animal. So I expect to see the same now. Yeah. Um, I think he has it in him. He's young. He's hungry. I feel like uh, Brad is on the verge of getting a permanent uh, permanent facility as well for his, his team, which which may have hampered. And Nathaniel had been the lead up to this. I can remember when we were talking to him back in November. He had said they were kind of between spots. So I don't, I don't really know that for sure. But I feel like he he can definitely come back and and make a huge name for himself. And I don't feel as though I, I still wouldn't rule out him fighting for that belt uh, someday in his career. Yeah, just, no. Listen, I agree with you. And but people are forgetting who he was fighting. Yeah, like, that's come on, like that's a form of fucking contender. nightmare. To, he only to fight against. he only loses to the very cream of the crop. Exactly, exactly. Like he's top two, three guy the whole time, mm. all through his career. Ever since he blasted in from uh, the Ultimate Fighter, no disgrace losing to John Dodson. And I, I think it was it was interesting. Even Dodson said afterwards, and in post fight, he said, um, "Well, that's what the UFC get for putting me in as a litmus test." Mm. Like you can't really argue with that. Yeah, absolutely. But I feel as though it's a, a huge win for Dodson. Like, I mean, Nathaniel has so much hype here. Like, massive I mean, win. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, look, he bends back, dude. Like, no, no doubt about it. Absolutely no doubt about it. I'm, um, I'm very intrigued to see what his next move is there. And I feel as though he will be surging towards that title situation again soon. But, um, yeah, I guess that's all we really have to talk about from the Rio Rancho card. Let me just make sure there was no other Europeans. I'm forgetting. No, I don't think so. Mera Abdevilasvili with his uh, decision win over Casey Kenny. Kenny? I'm not Kenny. sure. But um, yes, we are going to go to our second interview of the day now. It is with the great Molly McCann. Molly is amazing. She she does these interviews while she's getting in a taxi, flagging a taxi, <laughs> gets home. But she she's seamless. She does the whole thing, and it doesn't even feel weird. Yeah. She's a uh, great crack as so always. She's not like her other compatriot, Darren Till from from <laughs> Liverpool. Where <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's tough All to right. get that man on the phone sometimes, yeah. a lot of time. But um, great to hear Molly. The thing with Leah and Molly, they have this amazing friendship, and Molly has been in this situation before, where she's put into main events when Fishy fell out of a of a Liverpool card back in the day, and she shouldered all that burden and she got did. the win as well. And she's kind of saying, look, I know Leah's made from that same kind of cloth as I am. And she feels as though, 
you know, even though there is more media obligations, there is more stuff for Leah to do. If she can do it, it will launch her star. I think that's Bellator's thinking, on it, and that's really ours as well. It's either going to go one way or the other. Um, so great to hear from Molly about Leah, from Molly about her upcoming fight with Ashley Evans-Smith in London. And of course, I asked her about all of you Irish fans asking her to be on the UFC Dublin card. She is one of the most prominent names that we have seen mixed with that card so far. And she has promised that if she gets a win in London, she's going to call for a shot in Dublin in the cage. And she might even throw the L. There's going to be a lot of them. There's going to be a lot of them. Yeah, I'd imagine so. But I think Molly has a better argument than Definitely. most. Definitely. <laughs> what, what, what she tweeted me there the other night, uh, uh, what's her, her grandmother's name from uh, from Wicklow? So it's, it's a great thing, you know, that she has that uh, the family here and stuff as well. Yeah, she mentions it in the article. I can't remember the name verbatim, but uh, she, she definitely says it in the, uh, the piece here. So look, let's hear from Molly and we'll be back in about 15 minutes. We are now joined by the great Molly McCann, who is waiting to flag a taxi after training. Um... The great Molly will obviously be back in action in March against Ashley Evans-Smith in London. Uh, but there is a lot of things we need to talk to Molly about, including our good friend Liam McCourt main eventing the Bellator card in Dublin this weekend. And the amorphous amount of interest from Irish fans uh, to have Molly on August 15th's UFC Dublin card. Uh, we have a lot to get through, yeah. but first of all, how are you, Molly? Well, do you know what, mate? I am flying. I'm four and a half weeks out. My weight's down, my muscle mass is up, um, I'm still eating good, and I'm two sessions in uh, today, going to, like you say, get a little taxi home, go and eat, walk the dog, and then train again tonight, but I can't complain, life is, is what you make it, and life's pretty good right now. The thing that strikes me about the lead-up to this fight for you, Molly, is how different you are uh, in terms of... Um, you know, position within the UFC. Like, think about the Priscilla Cachoeira about you were coming off that Gillian Robertson loss, and you were very open about you know how you you'd got down on yourself before that fight, and you'd overcome so much to then go and win in London. But now you're on a three fight win streak. Um, it seems everything is is working in your favor, and you've got this fight coming up. Is it a very different lead into the fight? Do you believe? If I'm being deadly honest, and I'm not scared to be honest about my feelings and my emotions. It's, it's no different. Um, the mindset of, I know I'm good enough and I know I can be a world champion is still there. But the pressures that I put on myself and the the feelings that I felt on Fight Camp for UFC London is was still the same when I went to Greenville, was still the same when I went to Boston and it's still the same now. But um, I believe that where I respect every single opponent I get now to more than I've ever respected them before. Like, I'm training more. And when I get in there, I don't disrespect them because I've respected them so much in the training sessions. But by the time I get in there, I literally think I have had every person that I can get to imitate you or who's better than you to come at me. So by the time I get in there, I don't have to be scared no more or, or unsure, but, it, but still the feeling of the pressure and... And all that still stays with me. And I still speak to Vinnie Shortman, my mind coach. You all right, boss? Steph and Molly. I'm just doing an interview on the phone. Is that all right? I just won't be chatting to you that much. What's your name? What's your name, lad? What's your name? My name. Yeah. Billy. Well, Billy, you're on MMAfighting.com. Billy, you, but Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, to, to cut it short, me aim. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. It's a nice place to be, isn't it? But 
you still have that pressure on you and that target on your back the best that you do you have become like a, a huge fan favourite we already knew you reverberated with all the Liverpool fans during your Cage Warriors run but this has gone yeah. international now uh, what's that like dealing with this whole new buzz that surrounds you do you know I feel like I'm more well known that I've got in fighting probably the more humble and quiet that I've got um, but it was mad when I was in Boston and people was coming over to me and knew who I was and um, I don't know I think when you're honest and you're open people can relate and I'm not I, I back up what I say and it's not to the extent where they could come across a little bit like I don't know how Macy Barber can sometimes be portrayed. Yes. Um, I'm I'm a little bit different because I'm I don't know I'm still an empath. I still I still feel sorry for my opponent when I beat them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I go I go over to them like I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. That's hilarious. Is it? Is, yeah. What What do you think of? Uh, Evan Smith in terms of the opposition you faced before and and now now Evan Smith do you believe that um she's a step up do you see do you respect I, uh, her yeah um I followed her from when she'd be Fallon Fox when she first got signed to the UFC um I actually followed her on Instagram and then when I signed the fight I had to unfollow because I thought oh I can't be seeing your page just doing me head and yeah. um but look the question's going to be asked March 21st, has Molly really improved? And obviously we all know I've improved in every area because the stats came out last year and it, that said so. But um, this is the test again. Like I was put in against people who was favourites in my last few fights. And then this one is, right, we've given a platform now, Mal. Now it's time to perform under pressure against an opponent who you might not have done so so great against uh, previously. Because she's a big grappler and she's a big wrestler and her range is a lot bigger than mine. And how I see it now is she's took a few losses, um, which I don't think she actually lost. I think she was robbed on a split decision and against Andrea Lee, I thought she won the fight. And she's had injury, so I know she's going to be skinned and I know she's going to be coming and she's going to need the, not need the money, but you're fighting for that money sometimes. Do you know what I mean? When you're having four for a year. Yes. And, and I see that her life now is very much influencer-based. And my question is, when you get it, if it goes out of rounds one and two and it gets into round three, have you got the onions to stay in with me in that last round? Because that's normally my best round. I just go through the gears when I'm fighting. And I just, that's what we're going to see. How many times am I going to st- stop your takedown? beat you up a bit before you start giving up on your plan A and then resort to plan B and your plan B, my plan A beats. So um, let's just see that. I love the expression, have you got the onions? I'm going to use that all the time from now on. I've never heard that before. It's amazing. Like that's it, isn't it? Have you got the onions to to get in there? And we all know that's what my, my greatest asset is, is my resilience to give up and to push through Broken orbitals, cuts, broken hands. I'll, I'll, I'll go through hell and back to get that win, especially in London in front of the home crowd. You know, Molly. One thing I wanted to ask you about was Leah, because I, I remember, you know, you were main eventing fights for Cage Warriors uh, very mm-hmm. early on in your career. Leah now yeah. at three and one is going to headline this event in, in Dublin. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. It's an amazing thing for uh, women's mixed martial arts, of course, but it, is there is there any way to prepare yourself for that situation, being thrust into a main event? And, and do you feel Leah is ready for this? So I had to have a conversation with her about it because I said to her, I said, exactly the same thing happened to me. When I fought for the world title, I was co-main event and it was only Lee Chadwick got injured that two weeks before the fight I got made main event. So I said, I know everything you are feeling right now. Um, And it is that overwhelming feeling of the amount of press she's got. She's obviously got more press than any other main card fighter would have got. So I was like, you've just got to take that in your stride and don't feel obliged to answer there and then. I said, your training comes first and then the media obligation comes second. Um, and don't stress yourself out with that too much but if I'm talking about fire under arse I am talking about since that, that moment and Lee got main events you know she puts it on the line every single time and you know she tra- she travels everywhere for training and the commute she does every day just to be the best there and I said this is your reward for everything that you've worked for so don't go in putting too much pressure on yourself you have to take You've got to sit there and when Stormzy plays, when you walk out and you just look at the free arena there for you, take this in because this is why you're doing it. This You never thought that you was going to do this. Like, mine and Lee's goals is the same. We both said we want to headline Liverpool or she wants to headline Belfast or Dublin mm. and she's doing it and a lot quicker than what I did it. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just so... I can't even get main cards on the UFC and my best mates free and one and headlining. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Leah, you are flying. Do you know what I mean? And the best thing is, is there's, there's never any one ounce of jealousy. Mm. Or there's, it's just like pure will for your training partner to win. And it's great. Yeah, I feel like, you know, we already know, as you mentioned there, the, the, the media attraction towards Leah, the, the amount of people that are interested in her story, the amount of women she's bringing towards the sport here. Do you feel as though this is, this is the fight that will launch a thousand ships for her? Do you feel as though this is where she shows everyone that she is this, this international star for Bellator, basically? A hundred percent, I think. I, I think, and I've said to her, right, there's no, there's no, going any lower than where you are now you're at the highest part of your career so you have to be smart she's never once um, shied away from any opponent given to her but I said you're going to get the headline now and I said don't don't, don't be rushed into taking the cyborg fight if it comes next fight or the fight after I, I said because you've still got some growing to do and I said and this isn't about dodging this is just about being ready in your career at the right time Katie Taylor is the biggest female sports star in the world right now. Then you've got the North of Ireland's uh, Liam McCourt and she's going to start taking it and transcending it to the next level also. So that 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 that, that island, the whole of the island is just producing some unreal talent at the minute. And um, and it's just roll with it. Do you know what I mean? And I just said, Leah, on your worst day, you're gonna, you are going to destroy this girl. And I said, this is going to be the fight that you're going to put your whole thing together. Uh, mate, I'll just jump out at the top, save you, turning round because it's a bit of a tough one. This one. <laughs> Mother, you're a legend. This is brilliant. Go on, lads. Thanks very much. See you after, Bob. Oh, Billy, I forget. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So I just think that. Um, this is the fight that, you know, like I say, when I fought in, in London, I got to do much to me grappling and all that. 
No, it's she'll talk about it a lot. When you're a grappler, you want the knockout finish, don't you? When you're a striker, you want the submission. I say a million times, yes. oh my God, I'm not a part of next gen till I've got this fucking submission. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's you just you just want what you've never had, I suppose. I got it. Be- before you go, Molly, I've got to ask you about the interest that's been generated. Like, you already have a fight lined up for London, and this Dublin card gets announced, and you're one of the f- the most prevalent Front names. Runners? Every time, it's I... like, we want Molly, we want Molly. Like, your link but to it's... Ireland is huge, it's... right? It's it's crazy. So, me nan is Maria Cranley from Wicklow and Bray, and I was speaking to me uncle and my auntie the other day, and I went, can I have a birth certificate? They're like, yeah, why? And I was like, because I'm going to apply for Irish citizenship. So when Brexit happened, I thought, oh, swear this, I'm just going to go and be Irish um, and, and just invest in my heritage properly. Um, and and then UFC Belf- uh, Dublin comes about and I'm thrown up there. And I was speaking about it in my boxing gym today and they was like, just come out with the Irish flag. And I was like, look, I can't just be in bag. Yes, you me can. Me nation are. We'll let you do it. Do you know what I'll do? Do you know what I'll do? I'll come out like what Artem does with the Russian and the yes. Irish, like um yeah, the tricolour man. Like my my family, me me aunties and uncles, they support Ireland. So when we watch the rugby and all that, they all support wow. Ireland, do you know what I mean? So it's just I w- I'm gonna win this fight and then I'm gonna stay in the cage. Make me an odd lad, get me on that Dublin card because my roots are strong. Do you know what I mean? Amazing. My roots are strong there. And I'd, I'd probably take it, I'd sell loads of tickets as well. I think you it's would, just a shame yeah. I don't get commission, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's yeah. a lock. If, if everything goes according to plan in London, we'll, you'll be asking to give you on that Dublin card, yeah? Yeah, I'll be saying it on the microphone because Amazing. I asked I asked me um, my manager, Graham Boyle, and the second it got announced, I sent him a message and he was like, um, let's not take our eye off the prize. I said, oh, I am seriously not... Oh, sorry. I'm seriously not taking my eye off the prize, but I want that Dublin. I, I need on that before I die. Do you know, amazing. like when you need on Madison Square Garden, you need the free arena. <laughs> after, <laughs> see, after see After going to Bellator and seeing the, the what it's like there, oh, I need on. I need on it. And you'll bring Frank with you as well, hopefully, will you? I'm just looking at him now. Frank! What a legend. I'm just walking through the door. I know, yeah. We need to see him in Ireland as well. Maybe get him a little Irish jersey for the event. That would be amazing. Yeah, I can bring him over on the... Um, I've got to do like a smuggling job. I can bring him on the ferry to Belfast <laughs> and then have to drive him through to Dublin over the border. So. We'll help you. We'll help you get him in, Molly. And come here. Thank you so much for talking to us again, Molly. You're a legend. I enjoyed this, the taxi journey, everything. Uh, brilliant words about Leah too. Um, really pushing yes. for that fight even more after talking to you about it, to be honest. Um, a pleasure as always. Okay, thanks very much, boss. Talk to you soon, Molly. Catch you later. Bye. The legend, Molly McCann, never fails to deliver. Um, one of our listeners' favourite interviews on the podcast, and uh, I'm sure they'll have enjoyed her uh, making her way from her training session all the way home to feed her dog as she was during that interview. Fantastic. Jesus, why not do Molly and Valentina, sure? Yeah, well, Dublin, may, why not? well, look, if she is, she's going to be on four wins in a row if she gets yeah. a win over Ashley Evans-Smith. Um, you know, why not? Um, have to see how the cards uh, fall, essentially, but I mean... If she gets a win against Evan Smith and she wants to be in Dublin, that's going to be a huge fight. It's right there, yeah, massively.
Huge. I'm and it may be if Jojo and Valentina happens in between then, uh-huh. do the all-UK clash there, do the Molly McCann v. Jojo Calderwood, well, that'd be wild. Imagine that'd be fucking Battle of Britain in, in Dublin. Yeah, I think they have a lot of respect for each other yeah. as well, so I mean... Good, interesting fight there to make. Um, obviously, she has a lot of comments there on Liam McCord. I think we widely agree with her that um, this could be a star-making performance. Um, the broadcast details came out after our show last week. Um, obviously, the fact that uh, Paul isn't on the main card, or either main card, because there is two. There's the Bellator Dublin uh, McCord v. Ruiz main card, which goes out on Channel 5. That consists of Liam McCord v. Judith Ruiz, Charlie Ward v. Kyle Kurtz, and Aaron Chalmers v. Austin Clem. And of course, then there's the Bellator 240 card, which will be headlined by Brent Primus and Chris Bungard. Also on that, uh, the co-main event of that card is Kiefer Crosby v. Imac Furtado. Um, also on that is Beck Rawlings v. Alina Calando. And uh, Ricky Bandeas v. Franz Malambo, which I feel is one of the best fights in the card. Yeah. And Oliver Enkamp v. Liu Long, another fantastic fight. The rest of the card will be on the preliminary portion of the card, which is going out on the Bellator MMA YouTube channel. Well done, Bellator, for that. Yes. Um, but just, uh, I mean, we, we need to talk about it. I think we just, can I just clarify something? A lot of people were asking about um, the way this card, if you're there in person, it's going to go the other way around. Right. Um, more than likely so you're going to have um, Brent Primus and Chris Bungard is going to be um, broadcast there it's going to be on tape delay obviously in the US so that'll be on beforehand because they need to obviously oh, yeah, process yeah, yeah. and get it back Lee is so going to be the last fight yeah, it's gonna in be the, the arena la- in the arena yeah that yes. night it's just the opposite way around the TV between the two cards yeah so I mean I feel as though even though I do I did take a lot from what James said earlier like I, I still feel as though Redmond and Car uh, Canyon is a huge fight. I feel like it shouldn't be anywhere else but on one of those main cards. Um, I also feel like Philip Mulpeter and Dan- Daniel Crawford could be there as well. It's a really yeah, good fight. Very good. Um, but um, like, look, we've already kind of been through this before. Uh, but will we ever see it different? Do you feel like? I mean, what what does Paul Revan have to do to get? Well, I said last week they hate him. I was fucking right when I saw the broadcast details on Tuesday or whatever. Listen, I don't, I don't know. Um, it's going to be interesting. Um, to see, you know, Paul obviously brings a lot of support if people are going to hang around after as well and I, I hope they do and I presume they will but um, Paul does bring a lot of eyes from a Dublin audience but I think at this point I don't think Paul's too worried you saw his tweet, what he said uh, I just think it's disappointing for the fans here that aren't at the event they're not going to be able to watch it on TV they're going to have to go on and tune into YouTube to watch it uh, real shame as well and as you said the quality of the bout but I, I don't know really maybe he's in the wrong, you know, I, I really don't know I don't know what to say about what Bellator did with Paul to be honest with you who do you think has the most to gain from this card when you look through the card? Um, I feel as though Primus v. Bungard, like that is that would be an absolutely astronomical scalp for Chris Bungard. Yeah. Like I feel as though he comes in here and he's saving the day to a certain extent, so losing isn't going to be the biggest uh, burden to his career because it's Primus, a guy who fought for the world title. But if he came away with the win, holy shit. Like. Yeah, oh, massive former world champion. You know, it's... It, it is. It's, it'd be a huge win for him, and you know, probably leapfrogs Peter Queeley. Um, unfortunately, um, for, for they got here. If Bungard wins, they got to make the Queeley well, fight. Well, yeah, we've been talking about it for God knows. God how long. damn. Yeah. And Peter even said it when we spoke to him at the media day. Oh, you lads have been pitching for that fight. And go, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, we have Peter, but you're obviously you know your match against Primus. But yeah, that will be the fight to make, and uh, you know. 
Uh, I think Peter probably will fight the winner of that fight. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they did, especially if it's Bungard as well. I think you know, yeah, with the the beef that's been there in social media and Bellator, as we said, need more of these stories. So that could definitely be one that we see down the line. Another person who I feel because of what happened with Gallagher and Bandeas, what if Franz goes in? And yeah. I'm not ruling this out at all, man. Yeah. That hand, his hands are ridiculous. And what happens then if he goes in and beats Bandeas? Like he can't. I, I don't feel as though he dislodges. Gallagher as the, as the focal point of these shows, if you get me. Nah, but nah, you're going to see a lot of people. Like, I mean, it's going to lead to a, a lot of huge fights for Franz, I feel. Yeah, d- definitely. And it's good. But again, I think it's what Bellator will do with him if he does go in and do it. That's the interesting thing because they're putting an awful lot of, um, you know, sort of seeds and or eggs in one basket, should I say, with James. And there's obviously a lot of pressure on James the whole time to perform. He's not on the card. Obviously, it's taking a bit of eyes off the card this time out. Um, so yeah, it's how they build them, what they do with them, and I'm just uh, you just really don't know about Bellator. That's that's sort of aces are wild. Yeah, they are wild, and it's going to be interesting as well. A point, you know, and and I think Bellator are back again in, in September. It's near enough the UFC card as well. So it's, a couple of weeks after, yeah, it. <laughs> so it's it's just um, th- there's a lot of stuff going on, and I think they need to start playing their cards right in terms of really getting there. Uh, storylines behind these guys and beefs going and making that beef public and, and getting on social media and getting traction behind it. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I feel as though a lot can happen here, right? Like, I may, maybe it isn't the most eagerly anticipated fight card of all time in Ireland. I, I'd say it's probably, there's less buzz about this one than any other card they've, they've yeah. done in Dublin over this recent stretch. But I feel as though results can change a lot, right? Like, I mean, if Leah goes out here and absolutely upends this Ruiz girl, if, if Franz gets a win over Bandeas, mm. if, if Bungard manages to upset Primus, I mean, this becomes a, a very pivotal event all of a sudden. There's fights there that can build narratives on storylines, promotional um, mm. elements for the three you've named in particular. I think Paul Redmond as well. We, we, we can't forget about Paul. Whether they'll, they'll do that or not because they hate Paul. I don't know. But this... There's, there's an imprint there for them to do something down the line. We've talked about Lee in the division she's in as well. You know, there is bigger fights down the oh, line. Oh, there's if huge she, fights. If she can handle this. Uh, but we even heard Molly say there earlier, like she goes, it's not, even if she goes in here and absolutely, you know, clean sweeps this fight, there's no need to be going up to the Cyborg level straight away. Because look. No, Bell- but it's, it's, that's that's the problem with, as I said last week, with having Ask Olga Rubin. <laughs> yeah putting her in this position it's 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 putting a president there that she's at that level and that she's main event status I understand what you mean yeah so you know that's why i was a bit uncomfortable with leah headline in this card mm. yeah i get it um I, I certainly understand it but i i feel like you know leah when she was on the show last week and molly now kind of saying the cyborg talk it quells that to a good degree before they're even yeah. going in there yeah i think it's the right thing to do yes absolutely um what what fight are you most looking forward to I have to say Paul and, and Georgie cracking him yeah. because just because of the, the, the two lads' caliber and pedigree and where they've been in their careers. Like, and, and when is Paul ever in a, a crap fight, really? It always exciting, always looking for, um, mm. you know, finish grabbing the toes, trying to take spice boxes home and all sorts of stuff. Georgie's the same as well. So uh, I have to agree with you. I think uh, Ricky Bandejas and Franz Malambo is an absolute, that's like fight of the night written all over that one. 
And, uh, you know, uh, there's a few other good fights. And Camp Long. Camp Long, just looking at that one there as well. Lewis Long is a funny man. Holy shit, man. He, he is, is a funny dude, isn't he? Hilarious, yeah, he is. I'm looking forward to speaking to Mo him. Well, Peter Crawford, another one. Really good, high-level fight there. Well, that's really going to show people where Philip is because Crawford, although he has taken a few losses in uh, Bellator, they've been to the likes of AJ McKee, to Pedro Cavallo. These guys are running away in their division. So, I mean, I, I feel as though that's a huge... Um, a huge statement for Phil to make. Yeah. And likewise for Daniel, a guy like Phil who's, who's been around the block, yeah. it's a big, big win to get him back to winning ways. Yeah, I think Phil, um, you know, was, was his last fight Keith McCabe? Keith McCabe, yeah. I actually thought Keith won that fight. A um, lot of people said to me, I've never gone back to watch it, but I can remember on the night we were interviewing someone backstage yeah. And by the time we came back out, there was a lot of there was a lot of conversation about it and stuff like that. And um, I heard that Keith had, had a fantastic boxing display. That yeah, I, I I added a pretty clear twenty nine twenty eight to, to to Keith in that fight. And Keith obviously wasn't signed the back of it. You know, uh, Phillips gone on to um, to get a contract I think with Bellator, a multi fight deal. So it is important I think for maybe after some of the rumblings that were going after that fight to to go out there and make a statement. And you know, we've we've seen Phil fight here for years. He's a t- Talking about exciting fighters, Jesus Christ, that's that's one right there, and we'll always go back to that infamous night and in, uh, <laughs> out in the Regency, yes, um, against uh, Rich Gorey, I think it was, and Rich uh, Gorey's had fights with John Donnelly, yeah. like amazing fights yeah, that all was the just, time, uh, an absolute slobber knocker. So yeah, he's going to want to make a statement, but that's a cracking scrap there as well against obviously Daniel Crawford. He's a bloody animal as well. I tell you, who's uh, gone under the radar a bit, Aaron Chalmers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I mean, usually I feel like. Maybe it will pick up close to the fight. Like I'm sure he sold a lot of tickets to people who are yeah. casual fans uh, because Aaron's here. He's such a big name, such a famous dude. But uh, I just feel as though you haven't really... You know what I think it is? What? I think it's acceptance now that people... right? He's a mixed martial artist. Just let him get Probably on with it. Yeah. Um, that's maybe what I feel now. And, and they're going, right, he's not a, as much as a reality TV star anymore. He's had four or so five fights. So the freak fights, show whatever. element is gone. The freak basically. show element's gone. And maybe it's acceptance to a certain yeah. degree, which is which is, which is a good thing. So... That's, that's maybe the way I uh, I look at it with Aaron. Yeah. It definitely hasn't been the same traction. Yeah, absolutely. It's a bit of a weird one there, Charlie Ward, in the co-main event, but I guess they're hoping that a certain notorious Dubliner shows yeah. up to watch that fight, right? <laughs> no cage jumping, hopefully. Don't be putting Mark it, Goddard on it, that it, fight. It, it, yeah, don't be putting Goddard, no cage jumping. It, it's been a good week for Irish MMA in terms of professional level. The UFC coming back with Bellator on. Let's hope it all goes smoothly. But Bellator are fucking, fucking hoping knows. that he jumps into the cage. Of course they are. They were loving it the last time. <laughs> Do you not remember? It was on tape delaying that half of America. I think it was their biggest ever European show. They were show. advertising, tune in to see Conor, Conor McGregor, McGregor jump, jump into the cage. cage. <laughs> so, oh my uh, God. yeah, listen, let's just hope it all goes off without a hitch. I'm, I'm sure something mad will happen, but fucking hope it doesn't. Uh, Kiefer obviously on that co-main event there as well. James felt as though it was a, it was a run between Kiefer and... Uh, Leah as to who would get the the main event spot, um, so they're going to have to start doing something with Kiefer I think soon as well in terms of you know he's obviously had a lot of guys you know he's just so much interest in him and, and there's, interest there's yeah. so much interest in him like and um, you know the, this is the second opponent he's had for this yeah. card so it's like Kiefer's playing it all right I feel like I mean he's winning the fight just getting on with it yeah but if they if they want to like to to the only thing that will trust him a bigger spotlight on Kiefer as there already is. Like, I mean, he's already so much fan interest. There's already so much promotional power yeah. behind him. The only way to to push it on to the next level is to put him in a, in a fight against someone that people instantly recognize. You know what I mean? Well, I think, that, I think they have to do that. Yeah, but for, for Jesus, Kiefer's been calling for like two yeah, years. Yeah, it's Colin Fletcher and these guys. I mean, yeah. they, they've got to they've got to put him in a, in a fight uh, that gets the fans. Like, I mean, 
I guarantee it. I ask everyone outside this fight, who do they think is going to win Crosby v Furtado? There's only going to be one answer. You know what I mean? Like, they need to... 100%. It's like what we were saying about John Jones earlier. You need to place mm. the element of doubt mm. to to really see this guy thrive. Um, but, you know, a big a big kind of man to have on the card there in terms of the crowd. The well, crowd I think that's, always... the, that's the confliction with Bellator's. You know, you're getting this, then you're getting Leah jumping into a main spot. It's just a little bit all over the place in terms of the matches they're putting together. And then we obviously see, you know, Franz and fucking, you know, um, and Bandeus, which is just the, the total opposite of, of a fight like that, which, you know, I'd love to see Franz and, and Ricky on the main card. It is on the main card. Oh, is it? All right, it's sorry. It's on the okay, okay, main sorry, card. I beg your pardon. Um, one, one fight that's kind of making me very uncomfortable is Bulliad, very uh, Diego Freitas, who is making his pro debut. Like, Ilias Bulliad has had like, Several like a like a hundreds of kickboxing fights, and he like he, he starts the guy the last fight in Dublin, and then you're gonna put him in against the guy who's making his pro debut in MMA. Like that feels a bit unfair to me. Like you but know, that's what I'm just talking about. <laughs> that, that, that lays into that. Like, but it's, they 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 did uh, they did retroactively take a fight off a card before because it was so yeah. unevenly matched, and I'm like. <laughs> I don't know. That that seems a bit crazy to me. Richard Coyley's back in action against George Hardwick. He's going to come in, try to make a statement. This catchweight bout at one eighty pounds. It's always going to be a bit of crack when Richard's yeah, around. Definitely. Um, I'm also looking forward to Constantine, one of Andy's guys, making his pro debut on the night. Good to see uh, a pro debut being handed to Team Rhino again for these fights. He's uh, he's fighting another guy on a pro debut, Asael Ad. Aduj, I believe his name yeah. is. That doesn't sound right to looks, me. Looks, <laughs> looks, looks like a, a what? The, like UFC veteran Richie Smullen, like on the undercard here as well yeah. against Albert Diaz. That's a replacement fight as well. Will Flurry has had great receptions in in Dublin as well. To be fair, he yeah, out, very popular guy. Yeah, yeah, lovely and a fabulous guy. mustache. Um, I like, I like him. He's a, he's a lovely fellow. Good lad. He understands the game a lot as well. Yeah. Albert Diaz. Um, against Will on the night. Um, Chris Duncan from Scotland, who usually plays a straight at middleweight in a 161-pound uh, bout against Matthew Piscors. Um, looking forward to that one as well. And Dylan Logan had a new opponent, Callum Murray. That was the whole Tom Merrins yeah. incident we talked about last week. Blaine O'Driscoll looking to bounce back into the win column against Boraza And Kieran Clark, uh, heavily, heavily mooted. Amateur for a long, long time who made his pro debut in one of the last Bellator cards. He's taken on another 1-0 pro in Jamie Falding. Danny Nealon again back in action against Kiriapenko. So um, a lot of fights. Jesus Christ. That's 20 fights, I believe. Yeah, it's going to be a long evening on Saturday. eh? (laughs) And then then we've we've obviously, you know, UFC Auckland as well. Oh, great segue. Great segue. On to UFC on ESPN plus 26. Jesus, 26 already. Uh, Paul Felder v. Dan Hooker. You spoke to Paul. I did. Um, seems Paul and Connor had a bit of an L skirmish after that uh, Donald Cerrone fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can you can check out that interview on my on, on my on my Twitter and stuff. You see it there. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, Connor apparently walked <laughs> around the cage after the fight and um, told Felder to fuck himself effectively <laughs> so uh, I think Paul was taken wow. aback a little bit by it um, after obviously saying to him in the cage that he can have some too so uh, pleasantries exchange I think it's a good thing for pa- it, it's a good thing for Paul that uh, uh, Connor may be a little bit threatened or rattled so listen I think Paul understands the game the way it works but uh, definitely a man who uh, who uh, spoke to me about um, I was on text to him there uh, when he was in Auckland he got over I think on Saturday or Thursday or something and he's um, definitely interested in fighting here in Ireland um, 100% if he gets a win against Dan Hooker lovely um, he said he's uh, he's going to pitch for it the uh, 
you know, MMA maths isn't exactly correct, but I mean, I have a feeling people are, because it was only his last fight against Edson Barbosa in Abu Dhabi, I was there for in the co-main event, uh, Paul has taken a split decision win over Edson Barbosa, whereas Dan Hooker had a had a litany of problems against uh, Edson Barbosa. Is that strong enough merit to say Paul no. Felder is the favourite in this fight? No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't. I think uh, it's a very tough fight. Um, I think if you look at that fight that Hooker had against Barbosa, you know, obviously it wasn't a good time for 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 Dan. He got pretty beaten up all throughout the fight. Paul sort of had the template. I think you know, getting uh, Barbosa's face, don't give him much room, keep the forward pressure. And it could that could be a realistic problem for for Dan Hooker in this fight because Paul's very good at that, and I think Dan needs a bit of space to get off with his uh, with his kickbox, and Paul's the more aggressive Muay Thai, uh, go on the front foot and try and batter the head off you. So it's a great fight, man. It's I think we're like I think it wouldn't be surprised if we go championship rounds here and get a decision. I think this could be a it, it's running under the radar probably for one of those fight of the year sort of things. You can see it because they're both explosive bloody guys. It's a great, cracker. Both great strikers. And one thing I will say is I feel like Feller is <laughs> big old pair of balls and I'm going into New Zealand at the moment. Like I mean yeah. that is a place where MMA is in yeah. a similar place to where it was in Dublin when, when McGregor fought Brandao. Like you're going right into the Lions Den. Yeah, absolutely man. It, it's a serious serious fight. Um, and as well with Israel getting you know World sports personality. That there. was amazing. Did you see his speech? Oh, it was incredible. He's uh, fucking unbelievable. Like that, Pete, we need to put that into context. I know there's enough been said about it across the board in, in terms of MMA. This, you know, this is a guy that's, um, you know, the only ever combat sports person to win that award, including boxers. That's amazing. And yeah. the winners and the likes of the people who've won that are Richie McCall, like legendary All Blacks, Jonah Lomu. Yeah. Just insane stuff from him. But uh, yeah, in terms of the fight, man. I think Paul's relishing it knowing Paul. He's excited about it. I think it's what he wants to do. Um, it, you know, I think there's probably more on the line to, for, for Paul, really, than there is for, for Dan Hooker. And uh, Dan's obviously a little bit younger. I think Paul realises this is his last push for the title. And if things don't go Paul's way on, on Saturday, I think, you know, Paul could could be very well Paul's last fight. Wow. Do you really believe that? You yeah, 100%. Do you yeah. think this is his last run, basically? And yeah, I think that's, you know, knowing Paul. And uh, I think... That's sort of the mindset here. Um, he wouldn't even go up to welterweight first, maybe? Maybe with Dublin, he might have stick around of one more, maybe if he loses. I don't know, but I sort of get that vibe off Paul that he's, you know, he's a young daughter, young family. He has this commentary gig with the UFC. Maybe he might just feel more comfortable concentrating on that if he can't get over the line here against Dan Hooker and get that big fight. I feel as though Jimmy Crew is biting off an awful lot here with Michael Alexichuk. Like, I mean, yeah, it, I this guy is an insane. Is it a replacement? Out- I think it, it it might be it's it's just an odd fight for me um, in terms of matchup for a combat event fight for Jimmy Crew yeah man. big time Alexi Chuk is flying under the radar like I mean he did get Von Fluid by Mister Von Von Flew himself over in Saint Peru but I mean look at what he's doing he's he's KOing like John Volante he 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 won that fight against Khalil Roundtree but then he pissed hot. But, like, I mean, it was his first fight on short notice in the UFC. I tend to give someone the benefit of the doubt there. In a sport where we do nothing but yeah, give these no, guys right. the fucking benefit well, of the doubt. I agree with you there, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, Jimmy Crew hasn't shown me that he, he's ready for a guy like this. Not at all. Not at all. It's, 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 I think he's way too green for, 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 for a test like this against Daniel uh, Alenchuk. Is, is, how do you say it? Alexi Chuk, I believe. Alexi Chuk. Uh, I don't know. I don't quote him. Probably yeah, right, wrong. Okay. Right. But yeah. Say it whatever he wants. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I agree. I think it's just a little bit, a bit too green. And I, I think we see some of these cards. You know, it's, I think it's hard to get guys 
possibly to go fight down under sometimes yeah. um, to, to make that trip. It's like 30 hours in a plane, man, from the US, if you're looking at a US fighter coming in. I think it's 27 or 8 from fucking here. Like, guys don't really want to do that, you know? So, um, But from one, from one like, situation, Crew v. Alexa Chuk, where I think the European is heavily favoured, yeah. I really don't like Karolina Kowalkovic versus Jan here. No. Um, Jan has been fucking aggressive, fucking man. Good, she's, man. I don't she's lost in her UFC... Uh, I think she's unbeaten probably as well. She's what three? No, she's lost four one. Now? She's lost one. Yeah, oh, yeah. She's unbeaten in the UFC. Yeah, four now. And she decision that Angela Hill in the last fight. Caroline is coming into this fight just on the back of a poor run, like a poor, poor run. We look, three at, look at the Grasso fight, man. She just looked totally um, like she's just races. lost confidence altogether in her game. Lost three on the bounce. There's mental issue there. I think with Car- Carolina possibly believing in herself. Uh, you know, we always talk about bouncing back from, you know losses and world title fights and things like that and I just don't think she she really has got back to that level where she was at and this is a massive moment for her career you know, oh it really huge. is yeah uh, two Russians in action with Mag- Magomed Mastayev against Brad Riddle uh, Brad Riddell is it is Riddell, it Br- Riddell? Riddell. Yeah, he was in. Um, obviously, I saw his debut there. We were all very excited about it. Actually, Fizev Mustayev beat, wasn't it? Is that correct? Um, and we were we were watching that fight in the Russian card there. I think it was last time out. So yeah, Fizev. Yeah. Um. So you know that's that's a that's a pretty decent oh, it's a spinning fight. back. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That could be an absolutely extraordinary yeah. striking match. Actually, Brad Riddell. Um. When we talked to Eugene Berman, we were in Melbourne. Me, Casey, and Esther went to interview him, and he was like. This is the guy that you watch. has been in the gym, though. He he's the guy. He's competed all over the place in kickboxing, and it's got it just got to the point where he didn't feel like he could earn any more than he was in in kickboxing. So he went to MMA. Obviously, got a, a good debut win there at UFC two forty three. So that could be four weeks. That's a yeah. great show, actually, yeah. Noel. Um, also, Zubaira took hug off. Good friends with Artem Lobov, <laughs> as we know. Uh, he's taking on Kevin Aguilar. That's a big, big fight for them as well. Two good, good records on, on display against each other there. Yeah, and I love uh, Kai Kara Francis on the card as well. Always love watching that guy fight. Obviously dropping, I think, last fight to Brandon Moreno, if I'm not mistaken, in Mexico City, but I think he was unbeaten before that. He's a guy from City Kickboxing as well. Mm. Eugene Berman is doing some fucking good things there, and uh, I enjoyed the interview I listened to this week as well. He was on uh, Submission Radio, lads. I listened to it before you, you popped shout up there. Out, shout out to Submission Radio. Love his boys, Casper and Dennis. Um... Emil Meek is back in action against Jake Matthews. That's a fucking good fight. Jake, baby. The Celtic kid. Oh, they changed it again, didn't he? He changed He I always changed his nickname, that young lad. I don't know, but Emil's on two two losses coming into this. Uh, last one was against Fabianski in Hamburg. This is nearly two years ago. Um, Jake, of course. Um, Jake up. hasn't fought in a while, has he? He, he, fought, he fought in Melbourne. Melbourne was, did he? Yeah. All right, okay. Remember the hairiest man in the world he fought? Yeah. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, how are you going to deal with that body hair, mate? Yeah. He's like, getting lads with rash guards with hair all over him to wrestle me all the time. <laughs> I think J- Jake is one of those guys where maybe he hasn't lived up to the billing um, that, that he had. He was so young coming yeah. in, I guess. We, we, we saw that there was an endless ceiling for him. But, um, I mean, his last, like... He'd be on a four-foot win streak if it wasn't for that Anthony Rocco Martin fight, and yeah. like a lot of people are hot in Martin at the moment. So, I I like him in this fight against Meek. To be honest, yeah. like, no, I do as well. I do as well. I have to agree. I like I like Meek, but just the travel as well. Like, that's I mean, a massive thing. I was yeah. literally just about to say it to you. I think you know a lot of these guys at home as well. That's a massive, massive advantage. You know, uh, when you don't have to make that fucking trip because it's, it's seriously draining, man. Yeah, it's horrible. I'm still not right for that Melbourne. You've right. never been right. <laughs> That's you've a good you've point. never been right. <laughs> um, also, there is a risen card on Friday, and uh, not a lot going on there in terms of European action. But Falco Neto, would you believe Fabian. a man who pissed hot after fighting Fabian Edwards, 
He's in a very big fight there at 174 pounds. Strange again. the way they all go there, isn't it? It's, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Yoshio de Souza, he's taking on. Um, I don't know if we have a lot on of other Europeans in actions. Uh, I see Zugar, oh, sorry, Vugar, Karamov against Kyle Agun, um, but not really much outside of that. But I always do enjoy a bit of Risen action. Won't be able to get it this week because I'll be Bellator. all over the Bellator beat. But Makura Asakura is fighting as well. Um, Makuru Asakura, should I say, against Daniel Salas, one of the Asakura brothers who are heavily famed in the region, of course. Um, so will be interesting to click in and have a look at that. But um, yeah, that's all we have here. So let's get on to our final interview of the day. It is with a man who has been touted as the next UFC fighter from the Emerald Oil. It is, of course, Reese McKee, a man whose notifications have been on fire since the UFC announced their return on August 15th to Dublin. He's got that huge fight, a title fight for the vacant welterweight title on in Belfast on May 16th. And that's added a whole lot of interest to that card because, as we know, Cage Warriors titles mean that you are next in line for a UFC contract. Will it be enough time between Reese McKee getting a win in May to getting a turnaround for that contract in August? It's certainly a captivating one. It's definitely, definitely making a lot more people sit up in their seats about that August, that May card, should I say. So we got to worry with Reese. We'll be back in about 15 minutes to close this bad boy off. He is one of the most talked about fighters between the UK and Ireland. It is Mr. Reese McKee who fights for the vacant Cage Warriors welterweight title on May 16th in Belfast at Cage Warriors 115. There's a lot, a lot of talk about this man right now and even more talk since the UFC announced their Dublin event for August 15th earlier this week. But uh, it's been a long time, Reese. Uh, a lot has happened since the last time I was talking to you. How happy are you about this title shot, first of all, in Belfast? Yeah, I'm delighted. Um, as you said, there's a lot happening and a lot going on at this time. So I'm excited about a lot of things right now, but uh, I'm definitely happy to be in, in a good position and the position that I'm in. When did you find out that you would be getting the crack at that welterweight title? I think, obviously, um, when Ross had, had not fought for quite a while, I could often see it popping up in, in my notifications, people saying, why isn't he fighting Reese? They should do the Reese v. Houston fight. Do you feel as though you're the natural selection there for when that fight was vacated? They were always going to put you uh, in the mix there in the title at 170? Yeah, I kind of um, I believe they were trying to make the fight uh, probably with Houston. I know I know I was in a position where I was I asked for the title fight after I beat Hack and Foss. Mm. So I believe they were trying to make that. Obviously, then the belt became vacant, so my position still stood. Uh, and the, the title became vacant. So I believe I was always going to be fighting for the title in Belfast anyway. Uh, the fact that it's vacant is, makes no real difference to me. Yeah, and I mean, they haven't got you an opponent yet, but I mean, when I think about Cage Warriors titles, I obviously think about that. that is where that is what you get before you go to the UFC. Um, there's obviously some great welterweight contenders there, but we've seen Ian Dean kind of drafting UFC veterans for these kind of things in the past. Um and it kind of, if you get the win over the UFC veteran, that opens you up. You know, it, it makes it even underlines how ready you are for the UFC. We'll talk yeah, about you, we'll talk about UFC Dublin in a bit, but just in terms of that kind of opponent, is that what you're looking for here? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, like at the start of a year, I always like a few goals set, and it's always been a goal of mine. It's actually been the goal of the last two years to get a veteran. So I feel uh, this could be the fight where I get that veteran, and I think it's just it's just a it's just a feather I want on my cap. So. 
if I was to be able to get that uh, that favour for the title, then, then so be it, bringing veteran over. And I, I, in my in my opinion, I think that's what may happen. It happened for Jai Herbert, so why not? It's it seems like the the announcement of the Dublin event, um, and this is only happening a week after they announced <clears throat> that you're going to be fighting for this title. I've said to you before, I feel like this is the time for Northern Ireland. Look at look at the prospects you guys have uh, up there yourself, Paul Hughes, Joe McCulgan, uh, Decky McAleen, and. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting some more people there. I always do this when I start ranting about things like this. But, <laughs> but like I feel as though even now everybody's kind of saying Paul Hughes. Sorry, he's another guy. Everybody's kind of saying now, like, well, this could be all of these guys' opportunities to get into UFC. Of course, you are the front runner there. But I was just wondering, do you feel that kind of do you feel that talk growing um, in Northern Ireland where you're from? Do, do you feel like that's added to the the build up to this Cage Warriors event in Belfast? Yeah, Northern Irish MMA is in a, is in a fantastic place. Um, on a personal level, I like to keep my head focused on my own. You know, I like to like to kind of separate myself from the pack and, and just make sure you know because I don't want to be I don't want to follow a pack if I'm not the level. But I think at the minute I'm leading the pack, so mm. uh, to be honest, I'm just focused on myself getting that call. Uh, they're all good lads. They're all guys I train with as well. So. Um, I, I'm, I have no doubt that they'll also get there, but for me, I want to get myself in the door first, and, and then I'll, I'll worry about the other stuff. We spoke to Graham Boylan recently, and we asked him, you know, he agrees with you and what you're saying about the, the Dublin card adding to the interest around the Belfast card, but we specifically asked him, if Reese McKee has an emphatic victory and he comes away with the title there, where does that put him for this UFC Dublin card? And he said... You know, it puts him right at the door. He said he can't guarantee. It, it seemed to me like he can't guarantee that the the assigning would happen off the back of that. But it does seem very likely. And I know you've been inundated with people just uh, tagging <laughs> your name underneath that UFC Dublin announcement. Um, you know, do you feel like that should be enough? Like, it certainly feels as though you're the front runner right now, as you just said. Yeah, my phone blew up more for the UFC Dublin announcement than the <laughs> Belfast announcement, and that's me being truthful. The phone still hasn't stopped the people tagging me. Uh, truth be told, Dublin's good timing. Uh, I feel with a win in Belfast and, and getting the title the way I planned to get it, I believe if it would have been my signing then, even if the UFC was in America, where it is, I don't think the fact that it's in Dublin uh, makes it... I don't think that'll be the reason of me getting signed, so to speak. I think I would always have got signed anyway, so... The fact that it is coming to Dublin definitely uh, increases my chances, and it's it's, it's exciting times. It, it absolutely is, and one hundred percent, I'm at, I will be at the door after this performance. I mean, this is crazy because we were talking about this just when you signed for Cage Warriors in late twenty eighteen. Like, this is what you said you do. I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish all these fights. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight for the title, and then I'm going to the UFC. This is playing out exactly how you imagined it or so it seems right now are you proud of that the fact that you've set this goal and now you're kind of marching towards it it feels like it's you know it's in touching distance now as far as i'm concerned yeah absolutely uh, you know cage warriors are a fantastic promotion that, that put this blueprint together all you have to do is get in there back it up and follow the path and uh do you mean it's, it's been proven 94 95 times what happens so i believe i'll be next uh but again, it's up to me now. It's I like stuff when it's in my control, and it's up to me to put whoever maybe standing across from me in Belfast to put them away, and and really then there can be no there can be no other option but to sign me. I'll be eleven wins, eleven finishes. You know, there's a lot yeah. of people in the promotion up top that don't have that stat, so you can't argue that. 
Yes, and that is something Graham Boylan said to us as well. Like, the difference between you and all these other guys is you're stopping all these people. You know, every mm-hmm. time you get in there, you're getting the finish. But playing devil's advocate here, Reese, the only thing I can see um, I, I maybe going against you here is the fact that you are the story of these uh, Irish cards now. The fact that you're fighting for this title. Um, Cage Warriors have made an effort to put on all these events in Ireland now. Um, you know, but as I said earlier... There's Ian Gary here in Dublin. There's also a lot of talent, as we said earlier, up north. Do you feel as though if you go, if you do sign for the UFC, do you feel as though Cage Warriors have enough clout here, enough names on the roster here to keep the Irish fans captivated and coming to these shows? Yeah, I believe they do. You know, Joe and Ian and Paul, they have a few fights booked before Belfast. Uh, By that stage, they could be free fights on, you know, by the time Belfast comes back round or or any of the shows. So I definitely feel that uh, once, like, if I was to go, I definitely feel that they would, they would be able to to sell that show as well. You know, I, I don't think I don't think I'm the be all and end all of the cards just yet. Uh, I, as you said, Irish MMA is in a fantastic, strong place. You know, does does it feel as though like there's going to be like there's going to be so much pressure on you here? I know you've dealt with extreme pressure throughout your career already. I always talk about that Joy Herbert fight, but. I mean, this is like a countdown to May now where everyone's like, if Reese wins the title, I think he's going to go to UFC. I mean, that's a I new pressure, it. right? That is a new kind of uh, spotlight, right? You know what's even better, though? It's uh, When I was winning these fights, say I was 3-4-0 and, oh, and then I went 7-2 and two or whatever the record was, uh, people were kind of talking about it when it's fake. That one, that was more pressure for me. Now that it's real and now that it is in touching distance, it's something I thrive off. Like I, I love the that we're having this conversation, that it's so close. Like, that means I'm doing something right. So, yes, it, uh, some people may look at it as pressure. I look at it as in my control, and, and I'm going to do everything on, on May 16th to make sure that I'm leaving with that belt and with a good statement made to the UFC. So one man's pressure is another man's kind of, like, a fire, you know. Mm. It'll, it'll definitely spur me on 100%. I just think it's uh, the Irish fan base, North and South, are just excited to see new Irish faces in the UFC, right? It's been a long time mm-hmm, since we've yeah. had guys regularly competing there. Of course, we still have Conor McGregor, we still have Joe Duffy there. But really, at one stage, I think we had like nine fighters in the UFC, so it felt like someone was nearly fighting every month. Whereas now we're really starved of that, and I feel like that's going to drive a lot of people to this event on May 16th, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely yeah i was actually texting joe duffy this morning about about the card coming to dublin and so it'd be it'd be a fantastic time like you know for irish mma to really get another another burst here and, and show the people in the world what we have over here it's amazing and what about for rodney right like i mean you you never stop talking about your coach uh rodney moore and um, he, he's one of your heroes of course he's already had fighters in the ufc with norman park back in the day but I, I think this will mean something to him, even though he's a very cool, composed kind of guy. I think getting you there, having having had you under his wing since your teenage years, and then getting to this huge milestone, I think I think that would mean a lot to him. Yeah, and you know, uh, second that it means a lot to me to do it for Rodney. Like Rodney's took like I know Norman. I think Norman had other coaches before Rodney, where I've been. Rodney's the only coach I've ever had for the last eight years. So I think for him. That's that's good. That will be that'll be a good thing for him to say. You know, we took Reese eight years on. He's in the UFC. Like not many coaches can say that. Uh, definitely not in the country that I know of. So um, and all credit to the man. Like if it wasn't for him, I definitely wouldn't be in this position. Yeah, you you used to tell me. I think this is really cool. You watch his fights the night before your fights, don't you? <laughs> Isn't that so cool? 
there's a fanboy moment that, but it's uh, <laughs> not really having cool. no shame in that. And but it's Matt Rodney knows he's an absolute gent. Which which is your favourite Rodney Moore fight? If you had to if you have to tell maybe people who haven't got to see his fights over the years, uh, which one would you tell tell them to watch? He fought a he fought a guy Tom Haddock and uh, in a place actually close to where we live yeah. uh, in the Elk and his tan is absolutely horrendous. <laughs> but uh, that, that's the fight. I, that's definitely the fight I'd be telling people to watch. Uh, yeah, but I, I talked to Ron there a lot about that fight actually. Just about the tan lines or the technique. <laughs> Uh, Tan first, technique second. As always. As always, always, yeah. I got to ask you, like, just just if you had it all your way here, and I know you're not a guy to call people out, though, is there anyone that would be an ideal matchup? Like, if you could pick anyone to fight at this Belfast card, is there anyone that you would really love to fight, or are you happy to just, whoever it is for the title, I'm happy enough with the title, I don't care who it is. I I really wish I could give you an answer. Um, I wish... So I would love someone who literally their last fight was in the UFC and this is their first fight. I would love to be someone's first fight post UFC. That'd be great. Um, if not, one of the top contenders. I know there's two fighting here uh, in March. Proctor and uh, your guy if, uh, Matters is fighting. I don't know his name. Uh, one of them. I, listen, I really don't care. I'm in a position now where whoever they send me, I'm not going to say no. Um, so to waste time and, and call someone out would be stupid. It's just whoever... Whoever is in a winning position and in a, a position to make to make the win even better, then then so be it. That's who it'll be. Tell me how it feels uh, in your heart of hearts. Do you believe that a victory and a title capture in Belfast gets you onto that Dublin card? Because I know a lot well, of Irish fans really want to see that. One hundred percent. I believe this is the time. I don't believe there's ever it's ever lined up just as sweet as this. And. Um, this will be an absolute perfect send-off for me. Belfast is my send-off party, and I believe the, the new party will start in Dublin, in my opinion. If not, then I'll get there eventually, but I think the time is now. Woo! I'm very, very uh, excited about this, Reese. Um, You're pumped. Oh, yeah, man. The return of Cage Wars, this uh, island has really excited everyone, I think, and uh, this development is, of course, knocked us all for six. So uh, really looking forward to seeing how this goes. Uh, we'll all be up there in May, and um, I guess the buzz will continue to grow, my friend. Absolutely. Absolutely will. All right. If you need anyone up for sparring sessions around, don't be afraid to give me a shout, Reese. all right? <laughs> I will, I'll remember that. <laughs> Thanks very much, man. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Bye-bye. Great to hear from Reese McKee. A big, big fight coming his way in May. He seems primmed and propped for it. Um, but it's a big one. It's the biggest one of his life, without a doubt, isn't it? Easily. Um, yeah, well, I think everything that's potentially on the line for Reese in, in 2020, and I, I think he sort of said that, you know, to you there, if, if he's not in the UFC by the end of the year, he, he won't be too happy about it. So a lot of pressure on himself. Um, but yeah, it's, it's easily the biggest moment of his career. But I think Reese has to remember as well, he's only a young lad. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, well, that was a big bumper episode again. Yeah. Three big interviews in the can. Lots of talking points this week as well. Yeah, there really is, man. It's uh, It feels like it's going to be a mad sprint now until August. There's just going to be so many stories. <laughs> like, we're only in February. Like, I think people are forgetting that. Um, so a lot can happen. So much can happen. But, you know, I wanted to ask you, and I, I didn't get a chance earlier on when we were uh, <clears throat> I was sort of talking shit about Valentina and, um, you know, probably won't come to fruition. But, but what, what, you know, have you got anything you particularly think could be um, a main event for, for the Irish fans I'm not like my heart's not like 
completely confident about it. But I imagine Gunnar Nelson will have to be on this card, right? Like, I mean, I yeah, feel definitely. like, like, is he in a situation to main event the card, though? Like, let's no. be honest. Like, I mean, he's coming off uh, two losses, Leon Edwards and Gilbert Burns. I mean, can you put him in a main event no. situation there? No. Um, I saw our good pal uh, Sean Sheehan from Severa May talking about the possibility of a Gunnar v Wonderboy, but I just feel like Wonderboy came across Liverpool and was disgusted with the decision that happened. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a big ass to get him back over here. But even, yeah, I think, it, does does Gunnar and Wonderboy make sense for, maybe for, for Wonderboy? But maybe if, if Gunnar got back to winning ways, maybe, um, but I don't know. Like, I mean, what about Joe Duffy? Where is he at? Yeah, well, that's, that's sort of interesting. I know Joe's sort of... You know, I, I've been in, in touch with him. He's he's interested in getting on the card anyway. I think definitely wants to fight there. Um, after what happened um, in 2016, I believe, or 2015, I believe it was. Um, with Poirier. So, yeah, Joe's Joe's going to be a fixture. Whether, again, you know, I don't think Joe's going to be in a position to main event the card uh, at this point um, from what's gone on his last number of fights. But, you know, obviously a fan favourite, a guy people really, really like. No brainer not to have him on the card. I could see them both him and Gunnar having prominent main card spots, and straight away that's an intriguing card, right? Like if you yeah. have Gunnar Nelson and uh, Joseph Duffy on it, I think that's a huge deal. Um, I don't know if the UFC would do, but maybe you know if Paul wins on Saturday night, uh, maybe Paul and Justin Gaethje or something. Maybe it's too much of a big fight here. Um, Whoa, hang on a second. If someone's trying to pitch their their reasons why they should fight Conor McGregor. That's my whole point, and have Connor sitting cage, so I was about to go on. Shia to that. is a great um, show, man. So, like, they're in that position now. I think of Paul. Nate Diaz v Habib. That's yeah. what I think it's going to be. Well, that, I, <laughs> I, I, I reckon they're going to be McGregor to uh, Habib. So, <laughs> I think you're, you're wide the mark. But listen, I think that is a fight. Um, whether they they do it, and, and it does make a lot of sense in terms of you know you've Connor sitting cage. So I I know Paul's had the beef with Connor. Justin's had the beef with Connor. This. This stuff that's getting behind Paul Felder now, if he gets a win. He's he, he's there, thereabouts for this big, big sort of pay day fight if he gets a win. But listen, he's to get over Dan Hooker first. It's a it's a long, long, long way, way away. But, you know, Irish drag and all that. Uh, I know Paul will be here definitely uh, regardless. But that's that would be a cracking fight, man. Imagine Gaethje and fucking him thrown down. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, um, it's just very hard to tell from here, isn't it? Like, there's nothing really jumping out from... Uh Unless they went with the you know the women's thing and it's not really jumping out though. Yeah, it's not nothing's you're dead right. Nothing's jumping out, and I think we'll I think a number of situations have to sort of play out before we can hands down say what's uh, all right. But let's have a bit of crack here. Yeah, right. Say we don't know who Reese is going to fight in May. Say he wins, he gets it goes exactly the way he wants. He knocks it, do it out. Who would you like to see Reese McKee fighting in his debut? Jesus fucking Christ, and um, that's a tough one. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to see if they, you know, would, would they leave Reese at welterweight? Would he, would he oh, stay? Yeah, would he no, be signed he has, as a welterweight? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I think he would with the weight cut. You know, I've sat him at one before. But he's going to be like a welterweight champion. Yeah, like it'd be uh, yeah. stupid. Oh, geez, man, I don't know. It's There's so many names in, in that division. Obviously, it would be someone, you know, um, probably outside the top 15. And well, no, what, nothing really springs to, to, to mind at the moment. Have you, Anthony? Yes, one. Okay. Only one person. Um, and, of course, a lot has to happen before this could go down. Nicholas Dalby. I wasn't going to go there. But from the same neck of the woods, before Reese fought Hacken Foss, Emil Meek showed up in his yeah. comments saying something about like he was gonna die or something in the, in the fight. I remember I mean, that shit. That's a good shout. Like man. I mean, Emil is on two losses yeah. at the moment. He's fighting this weekend against Jake Matthews. 
That's a good shout. I mean, that's a good fight. Yeah, man. I remember he said that now that you, you said that. So that's that's really interesting. And, and Reese didn't take too kindly to that. So the, the, straight off the bat, there's a, there's you know a storyline, a little bit of narrative there that could you know interest Sean Shelby and and, and Mick Maynard to to get behind that fight. Listen, Reese has, has a lot of stuff to do as well, but um, before we can even start talking about that point, because like, but like I feel as though like Hughes, McColgan, Gary. All these guys are in situations where everyone, like, they're, they're get, they've already got great fan bases. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we even saw McColgan when he was trying to get the Paddy fight, the amount of people just badgering Paddy yeah, all the yeah. time about it. And he, he starts tagging on a couple of wins here. He gets himself to, what, eight and two maybe before the UFC come. There's going to be big calls, as you said earlier, to get him on. Yeah. And um, same, Gary's got so much hype, man. Yeah. Like, he's a ridiculous amount of hype. I think... His situation reminds me of Reese's when he was like five and zero when the UFC came to Belfast, and maybe Carl Moore when the UFC came to Belfast. I think he was about seven and one, and I think Ian's going to be in one of those situations where there's going to be a lot of people calling for it. But even if it doesn't happen, that's going to add so much intrigue to his eventual climb there. So I feel like this is one of those situations where you're going to see some lads getting a bit antsy when the date's yeah. getting closer but they can't sign everyone we need to be realistic about this 100% one or two would be mental yeah I, I think that's the that would double our numbers in the UFC yeah. if we got two guys that's that's I think all realistically we can hope for like now what we're you know sort of dealing with at the moment still that's a long way away that's three fights three very very hard and competitive fights that these guys have to overcome and let's be honest PT they have to overcome them pretty emphatically and impressively as well. You know, the UFC just don't go out and sign anyone anymore. It's it's, it's become, you know, the roster has been too big. It's tough to get in the UFC. Very, very, very tough. So, like, there's a lot of pressure on Joe and on Reese to make a fucking statement. And Paul Hughes and all these guys. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's... But I think, yeah, you know, you, you look at Paul, you look at Ian. <sighs> Obviously, it's going to be great traction for them, as you said there, with you know, all the talk, all the hype, all the expectations. But... It just might be a little bit too soon for them. It might, yeah. No, absolutely, it could be. But uh, just, just I was kind of more saying, like, even if it is too soon, the fact that people will be clamoring for it will, yeah. will be, will be, will it, be huge. It'll push them on, like we saw with you know the first sort of invasion where you know people were were hounding fecking Dana White and social media stuff. Oh, sign this guy, sign this guy. But we don't have the guy there. We we don't exactly. have that same catalyst. Exactly, we don't. But. People will be talking. You know, we've seen this week how 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 much of an event and how, how excited people are with the UFC being back in town. And it's just good for the sport. Like it's it's been a great week. Um, really, after just having those shitty dark days of you know not having any fucking pro shows to go to here in in the country. Do they have to do something not big? Like they aren't going to do something big, but do they have to do something impressive basically to basically show Bellator like this is we're the big dogs, or do they even care? I don't think they care, like uh, because I think they know they are. As we said earlier on, like we look at you know the traction from you know even the announcement there the other day. I think it was what Thursday it was, and people have just forgot about Bellator card this week. That's no disrespect to, to Bellator. It's just the way it is. It's just the landscape of well, mixed martial the, arts. Certainly from Friday to what is today, Monday, that the, the talk is very much been UFC Dublin. But I do like I, I feel like we're always here at the start of the week going mm. like oh there's no buzz and it will like it. I, I saw Jerry McCarthy from KO Media tweeting out that there's only 10% of the tickets are left. Like, yeah, that's going to be a great. big attended event. So I, I do feel as though that's going to take precedent again. But I feel as though the problem we've always had with the Bellator cards is the lack of uh, consistency between the thirds. Yeah. Uh, there's no, 
contingency. There's no storylines being developed from card to card. And right now, the UFC only have one date here, but the Cage Warriors cards are actually going to generate the interest for them. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Because of their, yeah. we're we're looking at possibly one or two guys who might be on that card. I, I feel as though that works for them. Here, it you know? works for both of them. You know, they've the platform and UFC Fight Pass as well, where they can just go tune in here and and watch these fights. It's it's all good things for UFC's, um, you know, platform that people are going to subscribe. Maybe that mightn't have subscribed before as well and jump on board and watch these fights and get excited. It's it, it's almost like a semi final sort of event. Yeah, I do. To, I agree to, with to, that. To get into analogy, yeah. to the UFC, so. Um, yeah, I think yes, the UFC are the big dogs, and you know, might, maybe they might do something similar to what they did, um, you know, in Liverpool a couple of years ago when when Darren fought Wonderboy. That was a fantastic card. And, it was a good card. Uh, yeah. We saw the London card last year, and um, I believe it was 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 excellently matched up card. So, like, man, as well, you have to remember, and it even sort of came out when you know, uh, yeah, the announcement was made on Thursday. The amount of people calling to fight in, in Dublin, it, it's one of the sort of bucket moment lists for fighters. So. Mm. I just hope we get a really competitive card. That's all I'm really asking for, and uh, I'm fucking excited. I am definitely. It's great to have a fight, uh, you know, the UFC back in your home yard as well, and you're covering it. It's it's nice not to. Absolutely, yeah. But I mean, one thing I I haven't heard you saying, which I really thought I would hear from you, is uh, you know, are you gonna fight Jose Youngs on this card? Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's done. I don't even know who that guy is, but yeah, um, <laughs> I don't even. Sorry, if we just I'm probably gonna delete that out. Uh, his name. <laughs> sorry, who? Uh, Jose Youngs, he's from Westmead. So don't mention that name on the. <laughs> just call him that. That handsome boy from MMA fighting that isn't Peter Carroll. Yeah, I saw it. Who was just put up a picture? Andy Stevenson, I think it was. <laughs> was I was, forgot that about was that. That disturbing. That ruined my, uh, that ruined my weekend. You just look great. Did you not patch it up there, whatever beaches were uh, on that weekend? He, he, he tried to, but uh, I gave him the old B word and he was uh, went running back to his, uh, his little man cave. What's a B word? Beach. Oh my god! So, uh, <laughs> oh no! I know. Listen, should we see what happens if if the if the fans want it, if the people want it, um, you know, uh, if that little that wants to come over and fight in my backyard, we we can do that. But um, the fields of Westmead against the mansions of South Dublin, uh, he won't want to fight here. I've I've too many. Uh, it's too intimidating for me. You know, you won't even make it out of the airport. I think we've we've established that, and people have actually come on Twitter and said that you will not make it out of the airport. So Jesus Christ, um, figure that bit. Oh my god! <laughs> okay. I'm dropping B words left, right, and center here, Noel McGrath. Nah, that's all banter, isn't it? But um, right. Well, that's all we've got. We're going to try and work on the Youngs v McGrath uh, fight. Uh, we're going to continue to speculate. Question for is: Are you excited, Peter? About what? About everything that's gone on the last week. I'm not. No. no. Like I mean, I am excited about UFC Dublin coming back. I'm excited to see. I really hope that we get at least one Irish signing on the yeah, card. Like I, I feel like that would be massively deflating if we didn't. Um. So I feel like. That's something I'm kind of worried about a little bit. Like, will we get someone? Um, and look, I, I just hope they come correct and they hope they, they give us a good card. Um, it's just, you know, we, we had nine people in the UFC a couple of years ago. It just feels like it's, it, a lot has changed since then. But um, look. Would they dare bring the goat back? The which one? Artem. Oh, my God. I saw that. Like, I mean, Artem doesn't have an MMA contract at the moment, does he? No. So, I mean, maybe. I mean, there's no doubt that the guy is um, a huge, huge draw. Mm. I mean, you only have to look at that Malinaji fight to realize how much interest he can compel. Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's got to be a good deal. I mean, there's obviously a reason why he, he left in the first mm. place. So, uh, I don't I don't really know. Um, I really don't know. Okay, right. Let's just do it for the crack, right? Just to end out the show, right? Right. 
I'll say a main event for Dublin. You say a main event, and we'll look back in seven months' time, and just just for the crack, we'll see it. Go on. Go I can't on. even go think. On. Like, okay, right. I'll go Gaethje Feller. There you go. That's wild. That is wild. I know, but fuck it. Like, well, if know. we're going wild, I'll go. Um, <laughs> I'll go Valentina v Jojo Calderwood. Oh, then. there we have it. But I don't think Valentina's going to sit out until fucking August. Like, oh, but she might fight someone else. And she won't. Jojo's the fight to make. Oh, yeah. Molly, Molly, Valentina. Like Molly might be there. Like I mean, who else can argue with that streak if she's on four fight win streak? Like I mean, uh, what a week. Oh, let's wrap it up. Fuck this. I want to get out of here. Love is loads, lads. Kisses. <laughs> <laughs>